right to episode 45 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Krabby! How you been? Been good. Are been you good. sure? I am sure. Busy but good. Yeah, you want to tell everybody kind of what's going on shenanigan-wise and you're, you got a lot on your plate? Um, got the new baby. That's not super new. I think people know about that. Um, I sold my house since last show and we're moving to a new place. Congratulations. Within the same city, so it's not super, super huge, but it's still a lot of stuff to move. Now, you are moving closer to the store. Is that the deal? Um, the store and my son's school and just everybody we know, basically. Oh, okay. So, yeah. how, I mean, how far away from like the store and, and the school and stuff will you be now as opposed to you know where you're going as opposed to now? Right now, we couldn't be further from my son's school if we tried, basically, oh, okay. and stayed within city limits. So it's like a forty-minute commute every day. Wow! And we're okay. not in a we're not a big city, so that's literally the biggest commute you can make. So it'll be like fifteen minutes where we're moving. That's fantastic. Yeah. Is it a pretty nice neighborhood? Because I know, like you said, like the store is kind of in a rougher part, maybe. Oh no, it was before we moved it. When we moved, um, we're in a nice spot now. For I the got store. you. So. Old location, bad. New location, nobody breaks in anymore. Well, <laughs> it still happens. It just happens like <laughs> once every six months instead of once a month. Oh, okay. Have you had lots of people run out with PlayStation 4s under their arms lately? or Not lately, but just yesterday someone broke into our yard because we, we had a holiday last week, so our garbage didn't get picked up. Oh, no. And so we've been storing it in an alcove outside, and I guess someone thought we'd have some valuable garbage, so we have like paper towel and stuff uh, like strewn all over the yard because they were digging through bags looking for something to sell or buy so like somebody thought you were a GameStop and doing a dumpster dive is that it i guess so oh man you had to tell them like i respect things i don't just throw them out <laughs> no we throw stuff out all the time but we lock our dumpsters so that they can't get to it oh i see all right uh just throwing out xbox 360 games or something that you don't want anymore is that the deal and xbox 360s you throw whole consoles out? <laughs> oh, that's happened. We try and take them to the recycling place when we can. Oh, uh, is it just red rings? Is that the problem? Or um, red rings and disc tray problems with the old ones um, to the point where we just had more than we were going to deal with. Oh, yeah. I see. So the the stack got too high, and you said time to let them go. Yes, um, but I am trying. Um, the shameless sponsor plug. Um, yeah, <laughs> off the charts. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sending a bunch of N64s to them um, as trade-in because our Canadian dollar sucks so bad right now that um, it's going to be profitable for me to send in these 64s to them. Well, that's great. I mean, Chris has bought a lot of consoles off me too. So yeah, we had like 70 of them. So I'm like, here, take half of them and just made a <laughs> huge, huge box. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, shipping from Canada is probably, I mean, I know like in the U.S. he'll cover shipping over if you sell a certain amount. Did he cover shipping for you? Or? Uh, yeah, we talked about it, yeah. Good, good. Well, Chris is a good guy, so I'm yeah. sure you guys worked something out that works pretty well. Are you getting some stuff back from him or just do a cash deal? Or um, I haven't decided yet. Probably just a cash deal for now since it's for the store. Um, it'll be hard to get things a price we don't have to mark up coming. Yeah, no, I totally get our, it. Yeah. Our dollar doesn't go very far buying from the States right now, so probably right. just cash. Yeah, no, I totally get that. No, that's cool. That's kind of a win-win for both you guys, right? Because... I hope so, yeah. I hope he's happy. Yeah. Um, well, I know it's, he's probably gearing up for... I mean, he's obviously doing a lot of cons. Uh, yeah. We'll see him at Retro World. Christmas and, coming up, too. Yeah, I think that's it, Christmas. That's usually when he starts hitting me up. Is like, hey, Chris, you got any consoles sitting around? Because it's almost Christmas. Um 
which I totally get. Like right now, I'm kind of trying to beef up a little bit too. I think I've got about five NESs and three or four Super Nintendos lined up to clean and sell. So I don't do the numbers you guys do, but, you know, it makes me some goofy spending money. Yeah. Well, if we send enough stuff to him, it could turn into like a new pinball machine or something for the store. There you go, right? I don't blame you a bit. Uh, how's the store going? Uh, it's going good. We just had our third anniversary last week. That's crazy. That does not seem like it's been that long. I know. It doesn't. <sighs> God, it's scary to think how long we've been doing this, but... <laughs> <laughs> Longer than that, yeah. I know. It's been a while. Well, as the listeners have probably noticed, you know, you don't hear Bill chiming in. It's not that he's locked away in, in Destiny Land or anything, but he has uh, some in-laws over, so his normal recording space is uh, taken over at the moment, so he can't join us. That's that's our master suite that we stayed in when we were at his house last year. So Very comfortable. Highly yeah. recommend it. I'm getting there early at his place this year, so I'm taking that pull-out bit. (laughs) (laughs) Baby is going to be mine, I think. Uh, But we're sorry that Bill couldn't be with us. I'm sure he'll be spending his time actively shooting some nasty monster in Destiny or fighting with his in-laws or, I don't know, something like that. (laughs) I'm sure we'll have Bill back soon. Uh, But this was our show before uh, Retro World, so I kind of wanted to have him talk a little bit about that. But I guess in the meantime, what I would just say is that um, Bill and I will be at Retro World Expo. That's uh, October 15th and 16th, Wallingford, Connecticut. Um, Come out, join us. Uh, Be happy to see you guys. Unfortunately, Krabby, you got too much going on this year, right? Yeah, the house and the baby is making it a no-go for me this year. I'm going to try and make it out again next year, assuming it runs again. If it doesn't, I'll try and find some other reason to come out. Yeah, I can't see why uh, it won't. I guess there's this yeah. things are going really well. So, I uh, think, think last year he seemed pretty happy with ticket sales and stuff, so hopefully they can repeat it this year. They got some cool guests coming, so yeah, should, like should a lot some of people cool down. People. Um, they got a lot of the retroware TV guys, so like Gamester eighty one's gonna be there. Um, Pat, I, the game chasers, the historian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, you know, some the, of them is a little love, some of them is a little angst, but you know, there's some fun people. I I would like to the, say hi to Game Gamester eighty one. He seems like a good guy. I'd like to get some pictures with the the old Mortal Kombat actors. Oh yeah, because Daniel Pacina is gonna be there. The guy that played uh, a lot of them, right? Like, yeah. Kano and uh, Johnny Cage and Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And I think Anthony said that uh, the guy that played Liu Kang is coming too, right? He said he was trying to get him there. Yeah, I don't know if that's been confirmed or not, but hopefully. So, yeah, those of you that are coming out, um, you know, be sure to say hi. Um, If you're an RF Gen member, there is a thread on the site. So go in there. Let Bill know if you're going to be around early. Uh, he's going to have a little special RF Gen meetup for folks. So if you want to get in on that before the show starts, you need to go to that thread, let him know what's going on so we can start kind of making some plans around that. But um, I'd say just check out the website, you know, Retro World Expo, really easy to find. Um, I I would really love to see everybody. Make sure you stop by and say hello um, if you get a chance. We're not doing a panel this year. Krabby's not, not going to be here, but there'll be a bunch of other great panels. And so you don't really want to listen to us to you listen to us enough right (laughs) (laughs) but um definitely go to the um auction they're doing the auction again this year last year that was that That was was pretty great wasn't it that was fun to both be a part of and to watch yeah i think i'm going to try to whatever money i have 
probably not a lot this year uh, due to some other things, but I think I'm going to try to squirrel my money away for maybe the auction. I want to see what happens in there. Um, maybe yeah, I'll get a sneak peek, but. There were some good deals we had, some really cool items that you don't see every day. What did they have? Like the, have the NES Sharp TV, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. right? Which you thankfully helped me out with that one. <laughs> um, um, the Flintstones, Surprise the Dinosaur Peak. They did, which Rich really needed that one. But he yeah. also got uh, Panic Restaurant. Panic Restaurant. Um, there were some a arcade lot of, machines. Yeah, arcade machines. They had a lot of cool NES games. Um, they had like a Tournament Fighters, Bucky O'Hare. Um, they did the Chippendales Kilo, 2, right? Chippendale 2 Chippendales. boxed. Yeah. Uh-huh. There uh, was um, like a complete boxed, like an Apple IIc, I think. Yeah, with a bunch of bought. accessories too. Yeah, that went yeah. for a pretty doggone good price. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going to be there this year at the auction, but I think a lot of people didn't go last year, and I think that made for some great deals. So if you're listening to this, make sure you stick around for the auction. There's going to be a karaoke party, uh, I think, Saturday night, so um, hang around for that in the evening. I, th- I think there might be an additional charge for that, but take a look, um, see if you can hang out with that. Um, I'd love to see some people do some singing. So you, and, can, you can see uh, Duke do his best uh, journey impression. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I can get up and make a fool out of myself. I don't you know. <laughs> I I don't drink, but I can still just be stupid. Just, just <laughs> but for I free. can act like I do. <laughs> that's right. And everybody else will be drunk, so they won't uh, they won't remember what I do. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, please, um, I would love to see everybody that we can. I know we've got a good group of RF Jenners coming out. Um, crap, I'm going to hold to that next year. I want to do another road trip. I would. Uh, that was. Like one of like the most fun things I've ever done. That was a blast. I would love to make that a somewhat annual thing. Yeah, that was. I had a great time with that too. Um, I was thinking, like, man, what? I keep trying to talk Adam, and so I'm like, you know, just come to Indianapolis. You can road trip with us. And he's like, yeah, oh, you know, it's a long way. And I know it's it is still a pretty long drive for him to get there and then sit in the car again. But you know, you get to hang out with pals and totally. Who knows? Maybe one of these days we'll make it happen. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see more people get involved. Uh, it just seems to have worked out pretty well for a lot of us. I know it's a really East Coast thing, so maybe some West Coasters. Uh, I don't ever get out there, but maybe one of these days there'll be something more West Coast that we can do at some point in time. But um, yeah, definitely check that out. everybody by now you know a lot about our sponsor OTC video games but I'm here to tell you again about some of the great products that they offer big thing I would mention about these guys really kind of understand the collector mindset they've been involved in the hobby for a long time they're great to work with they make sure everything that they sell is tested and they back that with a 30-day guarantee so you really can't go wrong you also get to kind of pick the shipping method that you prefer so if there's a certain shipper that you would like no problem they can take care of that I'm also really happy to report that Chris from OTC Video Games has been telling me that you guys have really been going out there and using our promo code. So just remember our promo code COLLECTORCAST. You can use that on your purchases over to otcvideogames.com to save yourself 5%. Remember that OTC Video Games doesn't just sell games themselves. You can buy manuals, you can buy boxes. 
And if you like them on social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, they've been putting up pictures of some stuff that they get in so you get a chance to jump right in, see the new products. No matter where you're at, maybe you'll find a great little buy that's uh, out there before everybody else that's browsing through the website gets a chance to check it out. So make sure that you're following them on all those things. I also want to remind everybody that uh, if you buy over $50 worth of products through otcvideogames.com, you can get free shipping as long as you're in the U.S. Also, we know a lot of our listeners like to get out there and hit the conventions, so OTC Video Games is going to be making some physical appearances, a lot of these. So coming up, they're going to be at Retro World Expo. Uh, so if you're coming out to see us, you can definitely say hi to Chris and uh, thank him for all that he does to sponsor the show. A little farther out, they're going to do the Lehigh Valley Comic Con. That's in Schnecksville, Pennsylvania on December 3rd. So again, just remember otcvideogames.com, OTC Video Games on social media. If you're going there, you're making a purchase, use our promo code COLLECTORCAST to save 5% on your order. And I want to say thanks again for OTC for sponsoring the show. I didn't solicit any questions this time because I think we've got a couple things to pour over and I think we've probably had enough to talk about. So um, I think the first thing I wanted to talk about just because it's topical is um, this PlayStation 4 Pro Presser. So first off, did you watch it or did you just hear from us about that? I just heard in the RFGen chat thread about it. Okay. Okay, so there's uh, we have a, a chat app that we um, use a lot to kind of keep in contact when we're you know just through the day. Uh, we we spend a lot of time on that, which is fun. Some days, so much time. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're not getting anything done. You said you didn't have time. Now that you have only one job, that's why. Exactly. I'm just chatting with you jerks all day. <laughs> I can't blame you. Um, I guess first off, though, you're a PlayStation fan. To some degree. I mean, obviously a yeah. Nintendo guy, right? But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, after Nintendo, like for current stuff, PlayStation's definitely the one that gets the most use in our house, both for me and my son. Okay. So um, uh, I would say anything that's not on the Wii U, you're probably buying on PlayStation 4. Is that the deal? Yeah. If it's something that's on Xbox and PS4, 100% getting the PS4 version. I'm only grabbing exclusives on my Xbox. I got you. But you have an Xbox in your house again. I do. And I I haven't turned it on in like four months. I was trying to remember (laughs) what the last thing I turned on. I've only turned on once and it was to play Blaz Blue. Wow. Um, And I had a good time with that for 20 minutes and I have never touched it before or since. Oh, I'm going to go sidetrack for a second. King of Fighters came out and I know you're a fan. So I want you to tell me about King of Fighters. I have it. I haven't cracked it open yet. No, seriously. What? Because I have a reason though. It's not because I'm far behind the backlog or anything. I have a, a friend who's also a huge KOF guy. He's the guy that we always like challenge at the store to 97 when he comes in. Uh-huh. We're waiting to get together to do it at the same time. And he's been really swamped with his work stuff lately. But his birthday is next weekend. So I should be able to swing over to his place and put a little time into it with him. So we'll get a report next time. Is that what you're saying? I think so. 
Have you watched any of the footage? I saw like a little bit of a King of Fighters tournament on Twitch. No, I, I'm trying to keep clear of any of that stuff yet until I've got to play it. Okay, well, I won't. I won't say much. I'll wait for your impressions. You're much more of a King of Fighter. I'm like ridiculously casual. Pick up and play. That's about all I do with that one. No, we both really like it, and and can't wait to dig into it. Um, I know the like graphics look a little bland, especially compared to 13, but the few gameplay trailers that I saw leading up to it looked phenomenal. So I'm hoping it feels like King of Fighters, even though it may not look like it. I think the thing is with those. As long as the fighting mechanics are solid, that's the important thing, right? It is, but 13 was so solid and beautiful. It's it's hard to, to lose it. It's like it feels like a step backwards almost. Oh, e- I even, get you. even if the mechanics are there, it's, it's I don't know. It's got big shoes to, to fill. Is it the same developer or did somebody new take it on or what's going on? I know very little about it. Okay. All I'm right. Not dug well, in yet. I will, I will wait to learn more, I guess. Um, but also, my is it going to appear in Dead or Alive? DOA, yeah, that's a really awesome crossover. Yeah, so is that going to make you pick up and play some DOA? I always like DOA. Okay. Um, if they put it out physically, because they kind of stopped doing that with some of the fighters like DOA, um, yeah. I will totally grab it. If it's digital only, I'm, if I go to someone's house and they own it, I will play it kind of thing. Well, you can get the starter pack of DOA for free. Even if it's free, I probably won't download it. <laughs> I've played some of it. It's good. I mean, it's DOA. The, the one downloadable game I've put any time into is that Pokemon Go. Oh, my God. As, and is that still going on? Yeah, we're still doing it. You're like the only one, I think, right? Nah, we've got lots of people at the store that are competing. We're, we're trying to see if you can get a Snorlax first. <laughs> Did you ever get the Rock Eye? Which rock guy? I don't know. Last time we did the show, I asked you if you had the rock guy, and you said you didn't have the rock guy. I have a couple rock guys now. I don't know if it's the one you're referring to, though. I don't know. The guy that looks like a rock with giant arms. Um, Golem? Does he have four arms or two arms? <laughs> two. Two? I probably got that guy then. Oh, okay. Because you said last time that Mike had started playing and that he just described them all by what they look like. Yeah, it's interesting when I run into him. He's still playing too, which is really weird to me because he has no Pokemon connection at all. Um, he was telling me that because in it you can you can hatch eggs by walking. Yeah. Um, and they've like literally put a speedometer cap on it. So if you're going more than like 15, 20 kilometers an hour, it won't register your movements. So you can't just drive around like that. <laughs> they want you to be lazy. Is yeah. that it? So no, like you can't drive around. It'll it'll cap the speed, and well, it won't you can. Let you... you just have to drive really slow. Exactly. So Mike works graveyard shifts at like a industrial area, and so after he's done his work, he's got a couple hours before the next round of work starts. So uh-huh. he drives around the yard like ten kilometers an hour, <laughs> <laughs> trying to hatch his eggs all night. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's uh. he's burning a ton of gas, but he's he's having fun. Oh, that's funny. I um, yeah, I've got some friends that were playing it, and, and one of them is still going at it pretty hard and heavy. I think the other ones have kind of mostly given up. But uh, no, you we're know, try- I, what's trying, that? To, trying to catch them all, trying to complete that Pokedex. And even my wife has gotten so into it, and she doesn't play anything ever. And she is almost caught up to me in levels, and she's like three Pokemon behind me in the Pokedex. Like she's really keeping up. It's impressive. That's very impressive. Well, good deal. Good deal. Um, okay, we got off track, but that's okay. I mean, that's a good thing. 
Back to PlayStation. Okay, so back to PlayStation, because that's kind of where we started off with this thing. So um, PlayStation had their presser uh, the other day. Middle of the day. It's kind of weird, I guess. But, I mean, you know, maybe they're industry people. I don't know who they were really trying to market this thing to. Um, and you didn't watch. So, um, we, although we were chatting through the whole thing. So, I guess I can give you my opinion or take on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was picking it up a little bit from you guys. Okay, so they come up, and it's one of those PlayStation meeting things, but what you first kind of noticed is that, at least to me, what I first noticed, it was like the production quality was really not good. Um, like, I noticed they had like a little like banner up, like at the beginning of the thing, and it says like, welcome to the PlayStation meeting or something like that. But they had missed, they typoed it, so it was like, welcome to the, the PlayStation meeting. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, before the show starts, like, it's quiet and the lights are down and, you know, the people in the audience are kind of doing things. And you could hear, like, out of one of, like, in my uh, one ear, you could hear, like, the production staff talking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, saying stuff. Not like, and they didn't realize, like, a a mic was on or something. And so they're jib-jabbering about all sorts of stuff. You're like, what the heck? Um, But then, like, you know, they, they start the show. And what struck me, it was, like, that the way that they kind of talked was like really almost like somber. There wasn't like any, like, you know, like a E3 when they're like kind of like that last press conference, they almost kind of like had a swagger. You know oh, what I mean? Totally. Yeah. They were having fun and, and it was short and sweet. And then they'd show awesome stuff. Like they weren't doing their regular PR mode kind of talk. Yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, we're hot and we're going to enjoy it for a minute. Right. Yeah, Totally. And this time it was kind of like, yeah, well, unfortunately, everybody's already leaked everything that we have to say. So I guess we'll do a suppressor. So put up the PowerPoint. Kind of. Um, so, I mean, they come up and they give kind of this blah, blah opening speech, um, the head of whatever, right? And then they bring out uh, Mark Cerny. To talk about you know PlayStation Pro after they've showed it, which is this this is huge thing, so that's the weird and the slim, which they said didn't exist, even <laughs> though there was video of it existing. They said no, it doesn't exist. Well, yes, it does, of course, right? It's Photoshop. Yeah, but no, they show it. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. Here it is, and they showed the PlayStation Four Pro uh, at some point. I don't remember that might have been later, but anyway, the thing is huge. Like the guy is carrying it under his arm, <laughs> so think of like Xbox One size. But they, they're trying to catch up to Xbox One size? I think is that's that, almost like... I think it's like, a monster. Yeah, like PlayStation went bigger and Xbox went smaller with their Ugh. new thing. So backwards. Yeah, it's really like he's got this big thing under his arm. And, and it looks like two PlayStation 4s kind of like sandwiched on top of each. I'm sure you've seen the pictures, right? Yeah, yeah. it totally looks like when when people were always um, like, the, the Wii is two GameCubes taped together. <laughs> yeah. like. It looks like those cheesy photoshopped, um, like, yeah, we just put, made two Wii's. <laughs> it's Wii U now. I know. That's, and it, it, it really looks like that. You're like, no. Really? No. They didn't. Yes, they did. What did Adam call it? A PS4 club sandwich? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like a PlayStation BLT or something. Yeah, it's like the extra slice of bread in the middle. It's weird. Yeah, no, it's, the play, it's the PlayStation Big Mac, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, Cerny throws up this PowerPoint. They're like, okay, what's the big deal about PlayStation 4 Pro? Well, uh, it must not be anything, because they didn't sound very excited about what they were talking <laughs> about. 
But they bring up like these four pillars, um, which is basically, I think it's like 4K, HDR. Um, God, I don't even remember what the other ones are. That's how was, exciting was it was. Was VR one of them? No. No. They Ugh. didn't even mention VR in this whole thing. Slightly. What? Slightly. Okay, slightly. We'll get to that. But really, <laughs> they didn't. Um, okay, so... Uh, let's go through each piece and let's kind of chat about it. I want to get your opinions because, you know, you, you heard a little bit, but we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. Okay. So the first part they talk about is 4K, right? So it's so 4K TVs, you know, and displays and making all this big deal. Like, you know, like 4K is four times the resolution of HD. And they've got these pictures on slides of how much more stuff that could represent and, and all this stuff. Um, but... What they started going into was kind of like some garbagey junk that was basically like, well, it doesn't really do 4K. <laughs> it kind of just, we use these weird techniques to sort of like upsample to 4K. That right there sounds like like a software upgrade they could do to the current PS4, not like something you'd introduce new hardware for. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I think so even weird. to render 4K, it's that takes a lot of juice, right? I mean, it's sure, pretty but powerful. But if you're building a box with that as <laughs> one of the staples, you think it should just do it? Well, granted, I, I not, read some other article tricks for it that you know, like a PC graphics card that can do like real life, like native 4K, yeah, is like fifteen hundred dollars. So there's right. not really any chance they could really do this affordably but why do it at, i guess why do it at all i guess my do you know what the um install rate is on 4k tvs like it can't be no like, it's, it's less than 10 percent, isn't yeah, it yeah it's not good it's tiny it's not good um and i think most people don't understand why they would even want to upgrade to 4k right i know i don't yeah i, I mean like I, I guess they just started coming out with Blu-rays that are 4K, which mm -hmm. later on we find out after the press conference when someone forced them to answer the question, this doesn't play them. <laughs> Even though the new Xbox One Slim does. Oh, the Slim does not the Scorpio, <laughs> the Slim. The Scorpio will, but the Slim does right now. Ouch, that's that's a big blow. Yeah, so... You can imagine what the tweets from Xbox were pretty immediate, right? <laughs> like, oh, you can already do all that stuff right now, and it's $100 cheaper. Smart. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, I get it. Um, but I think that's it. Like, the, the attitude I got from this stuff was almost like, I don't know, like, trotting this thing out to to die or something? Is kind of the feeling I got, like, we're forced to go out and make this announcement. <laughs> Is the feeling I got. But anyway, so they're talking about all these complicated techniques, like all these complicated, like rendering. It's Mark Cerny, and he's talking like technical, blah, 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 blah. Right. All, you, all I got out of it was basically like, yeah, well, it's not really 4K. <laughs> uh, where we're using all these little special techniques, and it's still going to look a lot better than it does on 1080p, and da -da -da. but it's really not 4K. I mean, it's technically pumping out a 4K signal. It's just not native 4K. <laughs> so it's like, what? So, so is this going to be like the 
the 1080i versus 1080p kind of quality difference? Do you know? No, it sounds like to me like, um, you know, when they up-res things. So I don't know, like when you see like um, one of these like old PS2 games gets remastered. Oh, and, okay. and now it's in 1080p, but it's still using like the old style graphics. Yeah. That's kind of the idea that I'm getting. Gotcha. So you're like, okay, well, all right, maybe that's okay, right? So I'm going to play my games. Maybe they'll look a little better. Well, maybe because it, it, they people that make the games have to build in a patch to support it. And there's nothing to make them do that. Yeah, only like big, big titles or ones with like major DLC coming are probably going to put in that kind of effort. Yeah, what are you going to do for, like, old games that have been out for a while? All these publishers are probably going to be like, yeah, this thing is selling for $2 at GameStop. Let me go patch it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let me invest money that I can't recoup in this thing. Well, they can just charge you for the patch. There you go. Well, yeah, well, that was what came out. Is like they technically they don't have a way to force them to give you the free patch. <laughs> I mean, they could totally charge you if they wanted to. Ugh. I mean, okay, but I mean, I'm sitting there. I think I'm putting my place in the name, the idea of the publisher. But I mean, think about it. If you were a publisher, would you want to go back through your catalog and do that for free? I can probably think of less than five publishers that might be interested in doing that. It'd, it'd be a tiny, tiny number. I mean, obviously, Sony has to do it for first-party titles because sure. it's their machine. Something big to like make some some fans happy or something. Like I say, like something like Bethesda doing that. Uh, maybe EA. Do you think like sports titles? No, I don't think they dig back into sports titles. They want you playing the new one. They wouldn't well, go further. But whatever the current one is, right? Yeah, they they might they'd be selective. They might do a couple titles. They wouldn't do a lot. They wouldn't dig very far back. Right. So we can probably guess that. If it picks up enough steam, they'll build this stuff in to the future games that are coming out. Yeah. But if you're a developer, I mean, let me ask you this question. You're a developer and you have to develop a game. How much money and time do you want to spend in dumping into features which almost all of the install base can't use? <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, like there's, like I said, the install rate on TVs has got to be tiny. I got to look that up. Um, it's, yeah, it seems stupid. Yeah, Unless I mean. Sony might, might choose a few games like No Man's Sky type deals where they're like, hey, we're going to give you some extra resources to do this when it comes out so it looks better on our console or something. But outside of Sony being involved, I don't know who would do that. And here's this weird thing. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want anybody that's listening to think I'm bashing on Sony. I own both consoles. You know, that's not the deal. Because Microsoft is doing 4K stuff, too, with the Scorpio. So, I mean, you know, they're in the same boat. They're going to have this battle. But you, Scorpio is already known to be more powerful than the PlayStation Pro. So, it doesn't even matter, right? I, I just don't get how this is a win for them. Uh, the only thing I thought about was they sell TVs, so maybe they think this is a way to sell more TVs? It's coming out 
a lot earlier. I think that's one bonus it has for it. Comes out, I think, the next November. November, November yeah, like this year. I don't think anyone expected it to hit this year. Right. Well, you know, holiday. I get it. So, looking at this article right now about 4K TV um, in households, mm-hmm. they're expecting it to pass 10% by 2018. Oh, no. So, it, it's not huge right now. Wow. So, oh, my goodness. So, maybe Microsoft is smarter by waiting until Christmas of next year. Because at least the adoption rate will be closer to ten percent than it is now, I guess. Yeah, if 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 it's all about four K on each one, I don't think Sony's going to gain a whole lot by being out that year ahead. If that whole year, like barely anyone has one. And what do you think is going to happen this holiday season when people are going out to buy Christmas presents and they see uh, here's the the three hundred dollar PlayStation and here's the four hundred dollar Pro model PlayStation. And they ask, why should I buy this one? And they'll say, well, do you have a 4K TV? No. Well, then you should get the $300 one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, who buys? I guess who buys this? Um, the guy who has to have the best thing. <laughs> Whether he's going to use it or not, you know, it costs more, so it's it's better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can imagine like some people might, well, like, well, in the next year or two, I might get a 4K TV. I think people that want the VR might pick it up, too. That's true. Yeah, if you're like totally sold on PlayStation VR, yeah, that would make more sense, although they really didn't <laughs> mention anything about it. No, hopefully your salesman's informed when you ask that question. Why would I want the $100 one over the $300 one? Uh, but we're talking about places like Best Buy and GameStop. Do you think that's going to happen on Christmas when the place is packed? Uh, 50-50 at GameStop. Probably never at Best Buy or Walmart or Costco. Yeah, they'll just be on shelves, and it'll you just have to figure out what you want to buy, right? Yeah, yep. Um, I don't know, but you know, but that was the thing with 4K. I mean, they spent a lot of time and they kind of went around in circles about this. Um, again, to get really in depth in some technical stuff, which I think is it's not good. If you have to try to explain to your customer why they want this, that's not good. <laughs> no, that's the problem that we you had with its marketing. Exactly. They couldn't explain why it was different and what made it unique and fun. And yeah, if they're having a messaging problem, I don't know. know. They got a lot of momentum going into this Christmas. So I don't know if this is going to hurt them or what. I don't see how it's going to really help them much. This thing can't be cheap to make. No, new hardware is always like at cost or sometimes below it. Yeah, um, hmm, I don't know. I'll be curious to see what happens. I mean, they don't, nobody releases sales numbers anymore unless they, you know, hit some kind of like watermark, like, oh, we've sold, you know, 20 <laughs> million they, consoles or something. Well, no, they'll, they'll tweak it a bit too and they'll say, we've shipped 20 oh. million consoles. So, <laughs> so there's like 3 million of them sitting on shelves at stores, not in customers' hands, but. Yeah, that's true. That's true, right? And I'm kind of curious. We're probably about three years into this hardware cycle now so we're probably like halfway through its life which is crazy because it doesn't seem to me it's been that long but how many of these machines are coming into your store now used um we see xbox ones almost daily now wow okay yes ps4s twice a week we use once every two weeks okay You, you can tell which one people are okay to get rid of the quickest when they are having money problems i gotcha 
Um, now, with Xbox Ones, are they just dumping and they're out of gaming, or are they like, I'm going to get a PlayStation 4? Um, there's a decent amount of people that are, are trading it in to upgrade to P- or not. I don't know if upgrade's the right word. I don't want to offend Bill. Um, <laughs> but change over to, uh, to PS4. Okay. Um, I'd say, you know, we don't hear everybody's story, but at least one in every 10 says something along that line. How many uh, people come in and trade their Xbox One in for a PlayStation 4 you have in your store? Um, when we have them, it happens pretty frequently. The problem is when we put a PS4 out, it sells within an hour. It's gone like that. Okay. Xbox Ones will stack up. We'll have five or six of them at a time kind of thing. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I do enjoy Xbox. I'm not going to lie about that. I've got to play quite a few games on, but... I will totally give it. You know, Sony's done a great job this um, this this time around. Um, so you know, kudos to them. I just wonder where on earth this is stuff's going. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so they talked a lot about that, and they gave a lot of really weird gobbledygook that really I was just after a while. I'm like, really? Come on, man. Um, and then they went on to HDR. So I guess first off. Just saying HDR, crap, do you, do you, I mean, you're a gaming guy. Do you know what HDR is? Not like recording your gaming? No. No? Then I, I just assumed it was like a PVR. I have no idea. Okay. See, what is HDR? And I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm just saying that I don't think a lot of people know what that is at all. And to try sure. to make it a selling point. So um, HDR is high dynamic range. And <laughs> it was close though, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. But, um, you have to have a TV that has HDR capabilities. So here we go again. Not all 4K TVs oh my have HDR. And some 1080p TVs have HDR. But it's an <laughs> option. It's not a standard. And the standard is not common between all manufacturers. Necessarily. That's a mess. Which they also kind of mentioned in the press conference quickly. Like, well, this thing is not really quite standardized yet. Great, but you want to sell it to me. (laughs) So, (laughs) but you know, hey, I'm going to pick again. I'm going to pick again. It's also supported on Xbox One S, at least for Blu rays, I think. But um, anyway, what it basically does is it makes like the bright parts of the screen really, really bright. Like, it's just much brighter. So you can tell the difference between lights and darks way more than, like, on a normal screen. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Dynamic range. Yeah. So um, more like going, I guess, to a theater than it would be just watching, like, your normal TV and lights and darks and that sort of thing. Which was tough because they're trying to show people in this press conference 4K... And HDR, except everyone watching it is watching <laughs> is watching on what? Their laptop or whatever, yeah. Their low res non HDR screen. So you can't tell the difference. What they had to do is they said, Well, we're gonna simulate what it would be like so people at home can see what the difference is. They had to fake something <laughs> to try to say like this is what it would look like if you were really here. This is what you, it would look like if you spent thousands more dollars on all this equipment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but that's it. They're like, okay. And now. That's one of those features, yeah. like, it's so hard to to demo in something like that. Like, like VR games and stuff, too. Like, you can't 
make them look like they actually look when you're using them. That's that's a tricky one. Yeah, and I think that's probably the tough selling point because I think we talked about this before. Neither you or I are really that interested in VR, right? No, I don't really know. Except for Batman VR. Come on, <laughs> to be Batman. Star Wars a little bit, right? That'd be cool too, yeah. But I think we, we talked before, you're probably going to wait until one just shows up in the shop before you even touch it, right? Oh, yeah. I have zero intention of paying retail for one. I will try one at the store when it comes in. If it's cool, I might keep it. If it's not cool, I will put it back in the store. Now, I'm curious, what do you expect? Because we were just talking about this off air before, but you wear glasses. I do. Um, I have a friend who has an HTC Vive that I've got to use a couple times. They've designed that one, I feel like, way better than the Oculus for people with glasses. Because both of us have glasses. And I can wear them. They don't mush into my face and hurt me. They don't fog up. They they feel fine. Like, I have no issue wearing them, playing it. But when I play an Oculus... I am painfully aware that I'm wearing glasses the whole time because they're like jamming into the bridge of my nose the whole time. Uh, so I've not really got to mess with VR, but obviously now you're saying you have. I mean, what do you what do you think? Pay pay the extra five hundred for the Vive if you have glasses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but I mean beyond that, what like the experience itself? Tell me about what you got to play around with. Um, I haven't got to play anything substantial yet. Is the thing because I'm usually at his house for an hour or two and there's several other people that all want to try it so we're we're playing the quick demo like high score kind of games um which are super super fun in some cases uh it's fun to watch people play them but i haven't seen a single thing that i would buy it and take it home and and play and try and immerse myself in yet do you have any sort of motion sickness issues with it or anything no um when I was using the dev kit a little bit for the Oculus. There was one game that I got really, really ill from. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but basically, you know the ride the zipper at the fair? Um, which one is it? You're like in a little cart, and it's on like a, like almost like a chainsaw chain around this thing. So it spins you that way, and then the cart flips too. Yeah, okay, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're basically on something like that, and you're spinning around and blah, getting sick, and <laughs> when you hit spacebar, whatever point of this thing you're at, it will just launch you off of it. <laughs> that sounds horrible! Yeah, so if you're... If you catch it when it's, like, flipping you up, you will fly over this city, just, like, spinning wildly in your cart <laughs> until you hit the ground and splat. It's not really horrible. a game. It was more of, like, a tech demo. But that, that one made me really feel sick. Nothing else really did that. Um, but with Vive, um, I haven't noticed that at all. I haven't got any motion sickness out of it. Okay, okay. Do you, I mean, do you think it's cool? Or is it like just like, meh, it's okay? It's pretty cool. Um, with the Vive, again, it's got these really decent controllers that come with it. Uh-huh. Um, they're super comfortable. You always know where they are. Like it's super accurate. You can put one down because we played in his basement and we, I think we had a two meter by two meter, um, play space. Okay. Um, and you could put the controller down and it would be a gun in, in the space pirate game we were playing. You could walk a whole way across the grid and still see like your gun laying on the ground mm-hmm. and like come, come back and pick it up right where it was. Like it was really accurate. Um, so you always kind of knew where you were in into space with everything. Okay. Um, yeah, so I never felt disoriented. Um, felt like I could have played a lot longer. Um, 
if you have the energy to like some of them are exhausting because you're trying to dodge bullets and jump around and and they're they're work exercise um but i don't know like i don't know what kind of game would want i'd want to sink that much time into on it hmm. other than being batman <laughs> well i could see that i could see that uh or or doing star wars right of course yeah yeah driving fly, piloting an x-wing or a tie fighter would be so cool yeah okay so um the i i guess we're gonna get into the enhanced graphics bit in a minute after hdr so we'll talk about vr slightly there for a minute so um, they talk all about this HDR stuff and, and like really like this is a huge deal the way they're going on and but of course again they have to patch the games to support <laughs> HDR so maybe you'll get it maybe <laughs> you won't and here's the thing that got me and I, I I guess good and bad is that they're patching in HDR support for the regular PlayStation Four for free. Which is cool, but then why do you need to buy the pro one? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I don't see what Sony's saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. I just what's the marketing idea behind this? I guess. I don't know. I I think they're maybe because they're first to market. They're hoping that's all they needed. I don't know. I mean, are they thinking like we got to be, I mean, obviously this stuff leaked like a long time ago. I mean, I think it was like spring or something. Weren't yeah, people talking was, about this? It was before E3 for sure. Yeah. Cause people were like, we're going to see it at E3 and like, no, it, yeah. it doesn't exist or whatever. It's basically what they were saying or something. Right. Yeah. Or behind closed doors or, or something like that. Well, they, yeah. They did not. They flat out denied it a couple of times. Yeah. Which of course, I mean, that's what companies and, yeah. do. It, when it was from one source, you're like, oh, maybe. But then it was like seven or eight different sources were confirming the same information. So you're like, yeah, okay, it's, this is happening. Yeah, yeah. And I think eventually they did say like, yeah, yeah, there's a thing. Um, but they still didn't say much because everybody else had already leaked everything. And that was the thing that got me as we went through this pressure. I was like, wow, everything has leaked except the price, which is the <laughs> only thing they could have kept under wraps. Yeah. And so literally everything else came out. Um and not always in the way I think they wanted it to. But anyway, so that was HDR. And they spent a lot of time talking about HDR. Um, that doesn't seem like a feature that would matter to most of your audience. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like watched a Digital Foundry like first take on it because one of the guys from Digital Foundry was there. And I always like watching their stuff because they do a really good job of like doing technical analysis of everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, you know, being there and seeing it on their fancy TV in that press conference, it was very, uh, you, it was a big, you could notice a big difference because they basically had made it where they could like switch it on and off. So right. you could really see the difference right in front of your face. And the guy was like, yeah, this is kind of a big deal. I just don't know how your average Joe is going to be like, yeah, I want to go buy a brand new super expensive TV and a PlayStation 4 Pro to go with it. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess if it was like a standard, like all new HD TVs, even the regular like 1080p ones were going to have this feature built in, that would be like, oh, that's cool then. But again, you don't even need it because the old PlayStation 4 is going to be able to do it. <laughs> 
So I don't, I don't know. But again, they spent a lot of time talking about that. So, you know, is what it is. And then they talked about, um, kind of like some of the technical tricks that are going to go on. Like, again, like some of these patching of old games and what they can do to make them look at, basically they're talking about all the different ways that a developer could use the tool. Like, well, they could increase the frame rate or they could <laughs> make better textures or they could do these things. Um, We're and- only two years into like a console life cycle though. Like they find ways to do those kind of things just with whatever hardware they're given on, in a normal cycle. Yeah, does it seem almost like this is a cop out? Like, well, we, you know, we haven't even really pushed this thing to the limit. Or here's my other thought: Did the old generation stay around just so doggone long that by the time the new ones came out, they were already old when they came out? That they had had these designs sitting on a shelf basically and waited too long to bring them out? Maybe I don't know it. I don't know, it feels too insignificant of a jump right now, but I don't think they could have waited like two more years to put this console out. Probably not, because it was a crazy long generation. I think that was the problem, is maybe the last generation was basically a generation and a half, right? Yeah. Lengthwise. So now we're going to get this weird half-step sort of thing going on as they try to sandwich things into the same generation? I feel like there's going to be another step before we see new actual hardware, too. I think there'll be like a Pro Plus or whatever the heck they call it. Pro Pro? Pro Pro. (laughs) And then they'll just have six tiers to it? Yeah, I just this is going to be confusing um, to market, I would imagine. Yeah. It'd be like the 3DS mess they've made. <laughs> yeah. Marketing there. Gosh, that's even worse. At least, yeah, at least it's not called the new PlayStation 4. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, they go through all these tricks and they do briefly mention that the power could be used to make like VR stuff look better. But I mean, like, literally, that's about all they said. <laughs> it was like a sentence and that was it. I mean, literally, no other talk about. VR. Does that seem strange? Because this product is coming out next month. PSVR. Yeah, it's soon. Would I, you think you would be like, this is a perfect pairing. This is, this is, you would love to buy these two things together, and here's why. That seems like the easiest marketing tool, too. It's something tangible, something new, something fun, something you can do with it better than you can do with your PS4, your regular PS4. It seems like a much better marketing point than the 4K stuff and the HDR mm-hmm. stuff. It's easier for people to grasp what it gives them immediately when they get it. Yeah, but they didn't do any of that. Um, yeah. Which was a real head-scratcher. Just the whole time I'm like, huh? Um, and I didn't stick around. I, they had like some interview stuff after the main presser, but I didn't stick around for that. Maybe they talked about some of that a little bit, but I would have thought I would have seen some news about it and I didn't really see anything. Um, I noticed that there's some little port on the back of the, of the pro. And I wonder if that's for the VR headset or something. I don't know. 
I don't know. But anyway, again, they didn't spend a crazy amount of time on any of this stuff. And there was one other point that they tried to make, and I can't even remember what it was. That was how important it was. <laughs> um, and then at the end, basically, they come out and talk about price. Right, that was the end, which we've already talked a little about. But you know, Slim is going to be two ninety nine, Pro three ninety nine. Which I have to say, at least they got the price price point in the right spot. I think. What do you do think? We, have they priced the Scorpio yet? No, because that's next year, next next holiday. Right. And um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably yeah. guess Scorpio is gonna be more expensive than this, but maybe Microsoft will want to just spank them and just eat the money and say no, four hundred bucks. I don't know. They got, they got a year to see how the pro gets handled and then decide that. I think. Sure. If it's a bomb, why, why bother? Just put it out, whatever you were originally gonna put it out. But yeah, if they need to play more catch up, then they can drop the price and be more aggressive. Right. So I mean, this pro is coming out basically the original PlayStation Four price. Yeah, which they did really, really well at. I think the problem, though, is that the Slim does not come down. It's still at the same $300 price point. They'll do what they always do, though, and just make weird bundles to add more value to it. Like, hey, you get a year PlayStation Plus and these two digital games bundled in with it. I agree with you, but Xbox deals and marketing have been really aggressive. Have you seen some of these deals? I don't know if it's the same up there. Um, I don't really pay attention to the, the new deals now. What's going on? I mean, I've seen like a lot of like 250 plus some games and some stuff, or I think I even saw a deal once like 220 for an Xbox One. Now they're probably getting rid of some of like the big models and, yeah. and before the Slims came out, but I'm mean, like really aggressive deals coming out. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I would say that I, I would really have thought like they, if they came out with a 250 model for the Slim, I would have been like, okay, bam, Christmas, you got this. You know what I mean? I don't think they need to though. Like, I think Microsoft's doing that both to make room for for the Slims for sure, um, but they they're getting killed in sales. They gotta do what they can to to move some consoles, move some hardware. Well. I know, uh, what was the month of July or August, they outsold Sony. And how many months have they done that, though, in the last two years? Not a lot. I'm not trying to say that they're suddenly cleaning their clock. I'm not saying that, but I think... July was the first month with the Slim on sale, right? No, that was um, this month, I think. I'm pretty sure. But they've been discounting to try to clean out channels of stock, you know what I mean? Right. Did they have any big games or anything launching as well? I don't think no, that's... No. I mean, they've been doing like just aggressive bundling, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm and just saying... there's worldwide I, or just U.S. too? That they I'm were sure at? it's just U.S. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I I understand that, you know, this is not going to be a worldwide phenomenon for, for any <laughs> at all. And I totally get that. It's a U.S. thing. But I mean... I, I it, think it spills over into Canada quite a bit too. I think it's just the rest of the world that... Um, doesn't feel that way sure and i understand i'm like you know a non-native console is never going to do great in japan i mean consoles in general are not doing great in japan so you know that's not surprising 
I just, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about this? You're looking at the holiday that's coming up. You Now you know what's going on. You know, Xbox has their Slim. That's going to be pretty much it. They have one console to sell, one thing to focus on. That's it, right? Now, PlayStation has two things to focus on. One of them they can't effectively market to anybody. <laughs> Neither of them really have big games this year either. It's kind of a boring Christmas season. I agree. And Nintendo is basically just written Christmas off. Yeah, nothing's going to happen there until at least this spring if we're lucky. Yeah, I think that... Are they putting anything out? There, there's tons and tons of rumors saying that whatever it is is going to launch in March. They're, they're supposed to do a presser, I think, late this month with some actual information on it finally. Yeah, but I mean for this holiday. Do they have anything oh, no. for Wii U? Nothing significant, no. Yeah, so I mean they've pretty much just given up. Yeah, the, the next and last interesting thing is going to be um, Zelda, and that's not till next year. Sure, that'll be the last gasp, right? Well, except for Bloodstained. <laughs> that'll be amazing, yeah. Everyone will have not had a Wii for like a year, and, and then it'll come out. Yeah. Did you kickstart it with the Wii U version? Yeah, I got two copies of the Wii U version. Oh, wow. Fancy. One, one to open and one to not open. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I don't know if anybody, you know, our listeners know that that got pushed back to first half of 2018. So, yeah. Which, That's I mean, okay, does that surprise you, really? No. I've, I've backed four Kickstarters now. Mm-hmm. None, none of them have given me their product when I was supposed to get their product. Just a normal thing. You did, oh, you didn't back Cheetahmen, did you? Uh, I did. I guess we got those on time. Yeah. Was that Kickstarter? Yeah. Okay. That one, yeah. I forgot that was even Kickstarter then. That was probably the first thing I backed. Yeah, that was the earlier days when... Yeah. yeah. So it's sad when you can rely on Cheetahmen <laughs> more than <laughs> Castlevania, Mega Man... <laughs> All these big franchises, guys that have worked in the industry for years and years and years. Doesn't take long to shovel crap out the door, does it? Hey, it was the crap they promised, and they gave me exactly what they said they would. (laughs) They delivered, that's for sure. I'm sure yours is still nicely sealed, just like mine. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Probably to remain that way. Mm. Uh, But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of a tangent, but... But okay, so I mean, you're looking at this holiday season. What do you think is, I mean, what do you think? I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be just neck and neck because Microsoft's going to be more aggressive and and Sony might have misstepped a little bit. I don't think it'll push Xbox way ahead of them. I think they might just sell similar this holiday. And that's just in North America. I Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't look for Sony to get to fall apart or anything like that. I would expect them still to do very well this Christmas. Um, but I have to wonder what happens with the pro and we'll probably never know numbers. Will we? I mean, yeah, I don't know. They, they usually just combine them. They don't say like, um, what models do better than the other. Right. Unless it, unless it does ridiculous numbers way ahead of expectations, which it won't. I don't think sold 10 million in December kind of thing. Yeah. Something outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine like the initial batch shipment uh, that people pre-order will probably sell out. I just wonder what sure. happens after that. 
it it might be tight this Christmas, but I don't think it's going to have that like big lasting hype like people are going to be trying to find it in February. Yeah, and I wonder if it will just be tight this Christmas because they won't bother to make many. Yeah, and then people might settle for the older models or grab an Xbox instead. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I guess that's the interesting part. Um, okay, so if you're selling a console on 4K and you're harping on 4K, um, even to the point where they mentioned they're going to have 4K Netflix, which, oh my God, Netflix? I mean, duh, everybody has Netflix, right? <laughs> my I mean, mom finally has Netflix. Yeah, I'm just saying, like every, like your toaster probably has Netflix on it now. I mean... I just hooked her up on it like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And she's like a kid. It is so funny. What? <laughs> I I set it up and she's like, oh, I heard about this one. Oh, oh, House of Cards. Ooh, oh, I wonder Stranger Things. What's this? And <laughs> and by the time I left, she had like fifty things in her plan to watch list. And then we went over the next day, and she just looked terrible. And she's like, I was up till two in the morning watching Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's got the sickness. Is that it? Yeah, and yeah, I went over, I'm like, so how are you, Dad, enjoying House of Cards? What episode are you on? They're like, we're done. We can't wait till the next season comes out. <laughs> and they, like, they're burning through things. It's crazy. I really liked House of Cards, too. I'm like, I did, too. I loved it. I wanted to talk to them about it, and they had, like, had a whole freaking series to talk about instead of just a couple episodes like I assumed they were into. <laughs> so you're like, okay, uh, yeah. I'll catch up with you later. Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've seen season two, episode four. I'll try and remember. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We're like, yeah, it's all right. We're past that. All right, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, so I mean, again, but they're they're playing this up so much. And then to later kind of like, well, yeah, it kind of doesn't play 4K Blu-ray. Of which Sony is the Blu-ray co-developer. And that just seems like, especially to someone like me who doesn't follow all the tech stuff, I assumed it was included. I was genuinely surprised when you guys told me it wasn't. I was genuinely surprised when they admitted it. (laughs) I wonder how many people are going to buy one and just plan to put their Blu-rays in it and be super upset. You know what I found out today that just made me upset about my PS4? What's that? It doesn't play audio CDs. No, it does not. I just assumed it would, and my son wanted to hear this song that he had, and and his stereo in his room's not working, so we plugged it in, and we're very upset that it didn't work. Your Xbox will play it. I didn't know that. I just assumed none of them were, because that wasn't... I assumed the Nintendo one wouldn't, because they're always weird. No, your Xbox will still play them. But, um, yeah, no, you're right. It, it doesn't. Um, why? I, probably because they just don't want to bother. Um because it's, I don't know, anyway. But that just seems, I mean, because you have a console, you want to bring it home, right? I paid for a big fancy TV that's 4K and HDR that you told me to go buy. And I bought your big fancy console so I could see the the the, ten, the 4K stuff. But now I have nothing to see that's 4K. There's nothing I can watch <laughs> that's 4K. Unless I have high-speed internet and Netflix. And they have a few movies in 4K. I, d- I don't get it. You know what I mean? I don't either. I just To me, that's like... Okay. Especially when I didn't... 
it was the flip-flop with Xbox when they said, yeah, we're doing this thing. And their thing came out like, what, a month or uh, their announcement was a couple months ago or whatever about this thing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can play these. That was the one I was kind of like, really? Because I saw the Slim as more of just like, oh, it's just the new version. It's not really going to be a better box. It's just a smaller version of the same box, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're like, no, no, we put some stuff into it, right? It's going to do this stuff and, you know, but, you know, they kind of went farther than I ever expected them to. And then Sony totally, I think, fell apart when they're like, yeah, it's like, this is not even, again, this is not even Xbox's like super model. It's just their regular (laughs) model does it. And your pro model doesn't. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm sure Xbox is having a great time tweeting, throwing things out right now, because Yeah, I mean, and they've made it so easy for them, right? Which is weird. Sony is, like, they've been on top of it for the last, like, three years straight. Like, their press conferences are getting so much better, really good at announcing things and telling people why they're important, and and then this all of a sudden. Yeah, I'd be curious. I mean, if you get bored or something, don't even watch all of it. Just maybe f- grab a couple snippets of them talking. And just seems to me like they, like even the way they were talking to me just sounded like people that were beat up or something. <laughs> that were like, just, I didn't want to really be here, but I'm going to do my darndest to try to make this crap sandwich sound good. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it sounded to me. I mean, there was no there was no enthusiasm or excitement in their voice. It was kind of like, well, I'm going to have to try to educate you why you should maybe buy this because you're not going to really probably get it. But did they show any games running on 4K? They did. Uh, they're like like one of the big ones they showed was um, Last of Us Remastered, which is like they're so old. I, now. I know, but now they've made it look better now. They already did that once before. <laughs> I know, but it's better, better now. Uh, and uh, remastered. Yeah, basically. Uh, and they did show more of Horizon. Okay, that's something new and exciting. That's that's smart. Sure, but again, everybody that was watching it was watching it on. There's no way you can tell it's 4K. You're watching it on a cruddy screen. You can't tell the difference. It's not humanly possible through your non-4K screen. Does, do you know what I mean? I do. I do. I mean, it's like watching a 1080p movie on your small cell phone. Which I do often. I'm just saying, you can't get the experience. It doesn't matter that if it is 1080p, because your phone's so small, it doesn't matter, right? My screen's also shattered, so it's it's definitely not 1080p. <laughs> You're watching movies <laughs> on a shattered screen? Constantly. What's wrong with you? I'm too cheap to get it fixed, and I keep dropping it playing Pokemon. <laughs> How long have you had that phone? Uh, <laughs> maybe four months. Wow, you should have got an insurance plan on that baby, huh? I bought it through a friend, so there was no insurance. I gotcha. So you got a good deal to, on it anyway. I had to get rid of the BlackBerry. Anything to get rid of the BlackBerry. God, that was the, probably the worst decision you've made in a long time. It was not my finest moment. Even the shattered screen phone, I like more than the BlackBerry, though. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I guess I just sit back and have this... I, and I think the whole internet was kind of had this sit back like, Wow, really? Why did you do this? Um... 
I don't know. I guess I don't know what else to say. I just, I, I, I will be surprised. I want you to tell me if you find a lot of people trading in regular PS4s to get a Pro. I'll be curious if that happens at all. Yeah. That's got to be a small number of people. Yeah. I, like, I expected to just do it until I talked to you guys. I was like, what? Oh, so I'd... you were just going to like go whole hog on the thing. Was that it? Yeah. I'm like, it's a new PlayStation. It's going to be better. It's going to do cool things that I want. And then I'm listening to you guys, and I'm like, well, what does it do for me? No, that doesn't help me. That doesn't help me. No, I guess I'll keep my PS4. Because I, I will literally just have them eventually coming into the store, so I just assumed I'd just trade up. Um, I don't see the point in doing that right now. Even though it's relatively convenient, the whatever the transfer process is going to be to get my saves over to the other one, it feels like too much of a pain in the ass to justify the benefits. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm literally sitting here thinking, unless I buy a new TV, the only upside would be maybe there'd be some better frame rates on some games. Maybe. There's literally nothing else. I almost wonder, like, because Sony's a big company, right? Does the TV division come to these guys and be like, hey, you guys are doing great. Maybe if you make a PlayStation that supports 4K, (laughs) we'll sell some more 4K TVs. So why don't you just do that? Make sure the Pro has Walkman compatibility. (laughs) Mini-discs. (laughs) UMDs. Uh, Uh, Oh, man. They need to play on at least one other thing so they can justify the universal. Uh, Yeah, 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 right. (laughs) Or maybe they'll just use like whatever their Vita memory stick format is, right? Ugh, those things are so tiny. I hate them. Do you still have a Vita? I do. I haven't put it on in a while. Oh. I, I've had it packed to bring to the hospital when my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. And then the last minute, I'm like, no, I'm just going to grab the GBA and play some Metroid. And I had a really great time playing Metroid. Wise move. Yeah. Wise move. That's sad. Gosh, because you could just throw it in the micro and you don't even have to worry about it, right? I have one of those like NES-themed GBAs. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so like the SPs? Yeah, so I feel cool playing it. Oh, there you go, right? You didn't want to wear off the thing or anything? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I don't mind. It's made to play. I'll play it. So I don't know. I guess I don't want to spend any more time because I don't want people... People will be saying like, oh, you know, man, you guys are bashing Sony. I'm not bashing Sony at all. Um... I played PlayStation I 4 a bit. It's your Bloodborne box. Yeah, and I played uh, I I played a lot more Dark Souls 3 on PlayStation than I did on Xbox because the frame rate on Xbox is lousy. Right. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So, I just like this is just a weird move. Really. This reminds me of the Xbox One announcement sort of press conference where it was like, we are probably just going to feed you a crap sandwich and try to make it sound good. <laughs> And you don't really want to buy this, but trust me, buy it anyway. Once you're always connected. <laughs> yeah, and connect. You'll love it. That's right. Connect is going to do so much for you. Um, okay. Oh, we had oh, no. so many connects in our store, like for the 360. Yeah. Like over 100 of them. Oh, wow. Could not move these things. I We're bet. just like struggling to figure out like what to do like no one even wanted them for like five bucks a piece 
I I've asked like OTC and like a bunch of different companies and like, do you guys buy them for like a dollar? Like, we will <laughs> ship them to you. They're like, no, we don't want them. Just pay shipping. I'll give them to you. <laughs> and so last weekend we had like I just pulled out a huge Tupperware bin of them, and I was just sitting out while we were looking for somewhere to put it, and we had this big sale for our uh, our third anniversary. Yeah. And some dude from Toronto comes in and just lights up and buys the entire box to do some weird kind of art project back at school when he goes back. No way. Yeah. I was so happy that that one person existed that wanted a bunch of connects. Wow. How much did you sell them? Like a buck a piece or something? Um, I don't know how many exactly were in the tub, but we were just like, he's like, I'll give you $125 You're for like, all you of them. You're like, you got it. Go, man, yeah. go. We were like, we would have accepted half that. Please take it. <laughs> Wow, that's serendipity. Yep. Connects. Did you get the guy's card, though? Be like, man, as soon as I get more connects, do you want them? (laughs) Uh, No. We were too excited to think far ahead like that. Are you getting a bunch of Xbox One connects in? Um, Not very often. Okay. We don't see as many of those as we do the the older connects yeah that doesn't surprise me much at all um the newer ones though because they don't sell them anymore like even the new xbox doesn't even have the connect port anymore yeah which um i'm probably like the only person that really doesn't mind the connect at all i still use mine uh bill seems to like it it's pretty good for skype talk to his tv yeah i do that i use voice commands but yeah it's no it wasn't worth the whatever money but anyway Okay, so that's PlayStation. I guess I just wanted to talk about that for a minute because I just was a head scratcher as a really yeah, I agree, crazy head scratcher. Um, next, I want to spend a little time talking about uh, CRT TVs and a little bit about that because I was um, having some Twitter exchanges with some people and thinking about this idea of tube TVs and I mean they're literally not being manufactured anymore anywhere. I think like the last company that was refurbishing tubes and selling them I think is gone. It was like someplace in India I read the article. So you can't go buy tube TVs or can you buy tubes anymore for them. So it's kind of a end of an era, right? Totally. Because there's still people that only have those in their house. Yeah. We've been house hunting lately. And we went into some homes that were obviously owned by an older couple. They literally, we were in like three houses in a row that only owned a CRT in the house. Well, I can see that with older folks, right? Because they're probably like, yeah, why bother? Right? I don't really watch much TV. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they're probably, I'm going to guess, probably even at that, they were probably pretty older CRTs anyway, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they, they were not bought in the 2000s for sure. They had probably early 90s for the most part. Yeah, sure. They had bought some TV ages ago that was good enough at the time, and then just like, meh, whatever. Yeah. It does the job. Bought the converter box at some point in time or something, right? And and that's all they need? I don't know. One of them just had a VHS attached to it. That was it. <laughs> Like, I want to watch the old home movies every once in a while. Yeah, probably. Now, up in Canada, when did you guys transition to digital? Oh, that was... What year was that? 
wasn't all that long ago. I want to say about five years ago, we finally forced people to do that. Okay. And that's probably not too much different. I think we were maybe six, seven years ago. Uh, I'd have to look up the date to be sure. When, when like all the TV stations yeah. are like, we're just, it's all digital now. You got to get yeah. a converter box. I feel like it's 2011 or 2012, that time frame for us. Now, I wonder, do you see people that actually have the converter boxes and you're still using them for TV or just? I don't think so. Like, um, at least everyone I know, um, TELUS is really big and involved up here. And they have, like, when you sign up for service with them, they just give you a new box for everything. Is that your cable company? Yeah. Um, so you just see those TELUS boxes everywhere. Okay. All right. So it can hook up to HD and regular TVs. Is that it? Okay, all right. But my thought was, when I'm sitting down to think about this, is there used to be TV repair places everywhere. It was just a normal thing because they were big and they were expensive and it was cheaper to have it fixed than it was to buy another one. Yeah, I've ordered parts for TVs in the last five years to fix for my dad. Sure, right? For tubes or for flat screens? Uh, Reprojection, actually. Rear projection, like a HD rear projection set, or yeah. So it was like new bulbs or something, or uh, convergence chip. A convergence chip. Wow, that sounds exciting. Yeah, it's a fun solder. Twenty <laughs> twenty twenty four pins that are like millimeters apart. Oh, it's like one of those like tiny little where like the pins are like right next to each other. Yeah, I literally had to get the giant magnifying glass out and make sure I wasn't melding everything together. Wow, you're a, I don't have a steady I can't do that fine of a pitch. My I just don't have the steady hands for it. I was impressed that it worked well first try. <laughs> were you like <laughs> were you telling him like I don't know about this? Well, yeah, well that's exactly I'm like, I haven't done this before and this is a little more delicate than most things I've soldered, but I'll try it. I'm sure the chip uh, was probably pretty cheap, right? I think it was about twenty bucks once it was all shipped and said. So it's kind of like, why not? You're not spending a lot of money. If it doesn't work, yeah. whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. And and it worked really good. And I've I've actually had that TV after he was done with it. Uh, we just gave it away because where we're moving, I have no room for it. Um, so we sent it off to a new home. Oh, so are you getting a new TV? Uh, no, we've got more TVs and couches than we have human beings in our house. <laughs> okay. So we're just downsizing some stuff. Okay. I was going to ask you if you're going to get a 4k HDR TV. <laughs> I will 100% not be getting a 4k <laughs> anytime soon. I can't say as I blame you. So, um, this idea though, is that, you know, that doesn't happen anymore with, I mean, most people these days, I mean, you see TVs out on the curb, right? A TV doesn't work. You go buy a new TV. Yeah, like it, it's got a dead pixel. I gave it to my aunt or threw it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this culture we have now that just says, whatever. I don't, you know, I just, you throw it out and you get another one. Yeah. And the commodity prices have come to a point where you can reasonably afford to do that because it's not going to cost a whole lot more to go buy a new TV than it would pay somebody to come and fix it. Right. Yeah, labor cost to refer repair people is so high that, yeah, you can usually just buy a new set and it might cost you $100 more, but you got a year warranty on it again. Yeah, so, I mean, that's logical. I get that. Um, but, okay, you can't buy tube TVs. You can't buy tubes. Um, and 
probably, I'm going to guess there's probably not as big a market for tube TVs anywhere else except for like people that play older video games. Do you, can you think of any other ones? I actually know a guy in town who collects TVs. Wow. He has got like some just crazy, crazy old, like early 1900s kind of boxes. Like he's got lots of cool stuff and he, he's a like tech guru in town. Every time you have something that doesn't work, no matter what it is, you take it to this guy. That's amazing. So does he do that professionally or is it just a hobby? Uh, he used to do repairs for a music shop in town. He'd fix like uh, electric guitars and stuff like amplifiers and things like that. Um, and do that as like a side job and he's left them. I don't know what he does for his main job now, but I know he still does that tech stuff as it's on the side. Now I'm kind of curious, uh, how roughly how old is this guy? Um, probably early forties. Okay. So he's got a little time left where he's still going to be offering these sort of services. Yeah. But as far as I know, he's he's like the only guy in town who does that kind of like gets into older, older stuff. Yeah, and I'm thinking like around me, there's, I know one TV repair place around here that's still going. And they've been going for like since the 1950s. <laughs> um, so those guys could probably fix about whatever was thrown at them. There'd be somebody around there that could figure it out. I was even tempted, and I might still do this. I was tempted to go in there and see if there's somebody that's been around a long time and just do a little interview with them. Um, That'd be interesting, yeah. Because that's what I guess my whole kind of, point around this and what I wanted to get to the heart of was, is this going to be some kind of lost art of TV repair and of CRT repair where it kind of already is. Yeah. So niche. Like, and how long can these things go? I mean, are we looking at since they're not made anymore? 20 years, 50 years, 100 years. I mean, we're going to get to the point where there will not be any more functioning, right? Yeah. Will that happen in our lifetime, you think? Like, do we know life? Like, if you if you don't turn on a TV, like if you've bought one new and it's been sitting in the box since you got it, is there are there parts that are going to degrade without use? Though there will be, right? Um, yeah. Capacitors will right. leak. So... And- What's the time frame on those? Capacitors are 10 to, an easy 10 to 20 years. <clears throat> but as long as they don't leak and damage the board. Yeah. Which would, yeah, maybe you could repair the, repair the board. So if you, let's say you're proactive. So you're proactive. You regularly change the capacitors out every 10 years, let's say, just to be safe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just to be safe. Still. I think outside of that, you could probably reasonably store one of these things for a pretty long time. Sure. But so the tubes themselves are not going the, to last forever. No, they're going to, they they only degrade with use though, right? They wouldn't just, I'm sure they would, but it would take a lot longer. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're vacuum sealed. So, I mean, if yeah. something could possibly, you know, they lost vacuum, they wouldn't work anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, I think pretty much mostly just with use. And do you know what the typical lifetime is? Like 10,000 hours, 20,000 hours, something like that? I don't. Um, But I would have to think it can't be some astronomical number, right? I mean... No. No, because that was pretty common repair for those back in the day. Yeah. Um, And you you don't have the option anymore. I can't just like, well, I'll just swap the picture tube out. 
too bad. No, it's like I got to find another TV of the same brand and size that's not being used. Yeah, and there's only yeah. going to be so much time where you can scavenge parts. They don't even take them anymore, like at our thrift stores or pawn shops or anything. Like they're just hitting the dump now if someone doesn't want them. Same thing around here. That's um, except they you have to take them to a recycling center around here. Yeah, yeah, I should have said that too, but yeah, heavy metals or something in there, I guess. Yeah. Um. So an astronomical number of these things are probably being destroyed every day. Absolutely. So, again, we're probably one of the few groups of people that are like, want to hold on to these tube TVs for a long time, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think what other groups. So there'd be, be video game collectors and enthusiasts. Sure. Um, I'm sure there's just TV and, and tech enthusiasts. Arcade people. Sure. Um, just movie and film collectors might want them from the eras of the films they enjoy sure or people that are into television shows just to recreate the original experience maybe yeah absolutely museums yeah um what about um lots of old computers you could just hook up to your tvs back in the day um so old, old computer enthusiasts that's true yeah um certainly but we're kind of running out and that's still not a big group of people Know what I mean? No. No, yeah. All of those niches are <laughs> very small niches. We're like, what? Video games and computers would probably be the, the biggest ones out of those. Sure. And probably, I guess, what most people are looking for, cream of the crop, CRTs are these, like, these Sony professional video monitors mm. and things like Trinitrons that. Trinitrons and studio monitors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which... A lot of the people that currently have these don't know they're worth anything to anybody and are trashing them, too. <laughs> so, I mean, we're not even getting a chance to to kind of keep the cream of the crop around and just trash the garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the best is going just as fast as anything else. I think because... To some degree, hobbyists like us are not actively hunting them down. And it's tough because where would you even store many of them if you wanted to, right? Yeah, they're not Yeah, something you can just stow in the closet. Sure. And I mean, like me, I try to find other people that I know that is into the hobby or something else that will give it a good home, take care of it or whatever. Um, keep a couple for myself. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, then again, how many people do you know that will want to take one of these things home and keep them? Maybe they already have one. <laughs> probably. But I guess what I'm getting at, though, is probably, like I said, the art of repair itself. Um, sure, even if we hoard these things, how many people are going to know how to repair them to the best of their ability and keep them going? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, guys who used to repair arcade machines in the 80s? How old are they now? Oh, they're. I've met a bunch of them. They're retirement age. Sure. For sure. Sure. So how much longer are they going to be around to share this knowledge? 20, 30 years. Maybe. But, you know, I... I guess, what do you think about this? I mean, is this something where... Uh, I guess my where I'm going with this is, as a hobbyist in this... Uh, are we 
or should we be the ones that take up the mantle and and learn this stuff so it doesn't die out? Or I mean, what do you think? I think if enough of us don't, um, it's going to die real quick. Um, but all it takes is a couple good YouTube tutorials to you know keep it alive for a while. Yeah, um, I think that's true. I wonder about because <clears throat> I've. Uh, while kind of researching and doing more on this, I thought about the same thing you did. Like, oh, I'm going to go look at YouTube. And there's some stuff that's out there, but none of it's like fantastic or very instructional. <laughs> it's like, um, like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then the people are just doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, not more of like, this is what you need. This is what you should do. There's like an arcade repair tips video that's not bad, but... I guess the thing is, is like a lot of this equipment that you need to work on tubes, they stopped making a long time ago. Uh. <laughs> so, you know, you need to buy equipment that's antique. <laughs> yeah, 30, 40 years old. <laughs> and how much of that is still out there and working? You know what I mean? Like um, tube rejuvenators. Right? You know what that is? Uh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, I mean, most of those things are, like, really old. <laughs> I like 1970s, 1980s sort of stuff that I've seen. I mean, maybe they, they kept making them a little bit more after that. I've not seen it. But, like, when I'm watching these videos, it's like, this thing is from, like, 1983 or something. You know what I mean? That they're That's... using. <laughs> we bought... Um, not, not quite as outdated, but we bought it to demagnetize the uh, arcades. You know how when you have like a speaker or something too close to a monitor, you get the like pinkish bluish corners. Yep. Um, so we put this giant magnet thing that you have to like hold six feet from it um, and don't have anything else electronic nearby um, to like demagnetize it from those. Uh, we bought it for the arcade machines. We don't use it very often because it's a huge pain in the ass. You got to like pull a machine like way out to the center of the room and keep everything else away from it. But it's weird equipment. <laughs> Is it a degaussing coil? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Cause that's it, right? If, if, the, if your tube gets magnetized, the picture gets all wacky. Yeah. Um, and computer monitors, degauss themselves it's built in but a yep. lot of tvs and like arcade monitors don't <laughs> <laughs> like this um, sony pvm i has it has a degauss button on it i can just hit it if i need to but yeah i imagine like you said there right you have to and now does yours require you to take the monitor out of the chassis or anything or is you just can just do it while it's in there we can do it in the chassis Okay. All right. Because I saw like a YouTube video where one guy did it, but his was like, you had to like basically almost take the tube all the way out to do it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that sounds horrible. But I mean, so obviously you've worked a lot on arcade machines and stuff like that. So a lot of experience dealing with CRTs. Yep. And that is the worst, most pain in the ass part of the entire arcade to work on. Hate it. How Hate so? It so much. Um, it's so time consuming compared to everything else. And depending on what the problem is, sometimes it's just more convenient to throw it out and get a new monitor. Which you're not going to be able to do for a whole lot longer. 
No, I'm actually been looking into converting a bunch of them to LCDs, which pains me deeply inside, but it will save me so much headache. So is it just the screens are gone, there's burn-in, or is it just I don't want to fool with it? Um, burn-in's pretty common. Um, having the wrong colors is pretty common. Um, having part of the screen, usually like the top, not appearing at all is pretty common. Um, what else do we have go wrong with those things? I think those are the biggest ones we have to deal with. So I know from at least what I've watched on some of these videos, trying to learn more about the subject that some of those problems are fixable, right? So like the wrong yeah. screen color thing, you could rejuvenate the tube maybe, and it would look right. Yeah. Or, or um, rebuild the chassis, right? Yeah. We, yeah, we've got some replacement chassis. Um, sometimes you can get away with like a, doing a cap kit. It's a lot of soldering, um, but it, it really sharpens everything up and fixes colors and contrast problems. Okay. So when you've decided, like, this tube's got to go, what do you do? You just pitch it, or do you try to, like, hey, does anybody want a tube? Or what do no, you do? I'm, I'm usually so upset with it at that point. <laughs> I, want it, I want it out of my sight. I don't want it to survive in anyone's house. I want it gone and dead. Okay, so I mean, you're an enthusiast in the hobby, and you're still like, no, just screw this tube. I'm forget it. Yeah, it's frustrating because I because I do have that big part of me that wants to keep everything authentic and like it was, but because it's not just for my house, it's operating in the store. Not everyone else is as delicate with it as I would be, and they really get put through the ringer sometimes and it would be so much less hassle to just convert things to easier methods and probably consume less power too. Right. Cause tubes. Yeah. Yeah. Eat a lot of juice. <laughs> Guzzlers. Yeah. So, I mean, I could definitely see there's a lot of rationale and probably LCD replacements are probably pretty cheap. I would guess. They're not bad. You can, you can get little, uh, converter boxes like off eBay for like 20 to 30 bucks depending who you go through and then finding like a little 19 inch LCD is like you can find those around town. People just give those away sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure I can just use like old computer monitors and stuff basically. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to get a frame to, to stick, mount them in the cabinet. Okay. So how many have you done that with? I'm curious. Um, just one so far. Uh, we kind of did a trial run cause there's another like probably a dozen to 20 that we might think about doing it with if we can find some more LCDs for really cheap. And how pleased were you with the result? It's, you know, it pains me to play it. It plays better, plays more reliably, but it doesn't feel like an arcade game to me anymore. But your typical person that comes in doesn't care, especially if they're under 20. They really don't care. They, that's fine for them. Does it feel almost like you're playing an emulator and not it does, even though everything else is the same. It it does feel like I'm cheating and like something's not right there. Like you're playing it on a MAME cabinet or something, huh? Absolutely, yeah. So what's the machine that you converted over? I'm curious. Uh, it's just an old shoot-em-up called the Shura Blaster. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with it. I think I saw a picture of it once that you'd sent over, but... It's really fun. Um, kind of like Sky Shark for the NES. Okay. It's like very very simplistic shooter, which I, which I really like. Now, are you going to get start getting like, okay, well, I really like this game better than that game, so I'm going to swap the tube into that one, then put the LCD in this other one, or what do you no, think? I th 
it's more which ones are we know are starting to give us problems or that we fixed in the past and they're having problems again um or ones that it won't ones that are super super popular and we transport a lot and use a lot of events and things mm-hmm. if if they're more reliable then all the better for us and not weigh nearly as much right yeah there there's some like my T- TMNT still works really good and the monitor's fantastic in it still and I've had that one almost the longest now um so I don't know if I can bring myself to do that one even though it is really popular and we use it at a lot of events I I kind of want to keep that one as long as I can like it is now do you ever consider like okay well maybe I'll swap it out but I'll I'll just pack the tube away so I can always restore it at some other point in time I don't know. That's what I'm in the process of figuring out right now because we have ugh, 40 machines ballparking. Um, some that work, some that don't. Um, we want to get all of them working, obviously. Um, I, I feel like I should keep a handful of the really good monitors around just to swap out with those machines mm. that I want to. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of storage space, though. It is expensive right i mean it doesn't come for free i recently had to get a second storage locker because the first one is literally front to back full of arcade machines and i had some chairs and stuff um, that i needed to put in storage recently so we was like i don't want to get rid of any arcade machines yet so we bought another storage locker yeah i I get it Uh, now the place you have right you were going to have an arcade area right yeah, we do. Uh, but so, what is the idea? Is to expand that? Do you have more room, or what's the deal? No, it'd be nice to have because there's a few machines that just don't get played. They're not exciting games. So get rid of those ones, either trade them or sell them off, um, and replace them with more interesting machines. And and to have some in the side, so it doesn't get stale. We can swap them out every few months, um, so it's not the same game sitting there constantly. And when we go to events and things, we have surprises to bring. It's not always the the same stuff they're seeing. Um, I had a friend that set up a barcade in Indianapolis. Maybe you should think about starting a second business. <laughs> I I would love that. Um, I have a couple friends who would be able to help me out with that because because food and restaurants are definitely out of my wheelhouse. But um, he doesn't serve want, food, just booze. That's also outside of my wheelhouse, but I have many, many friends I'm sure would be willing to step up and, and help out in that area. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like the whole, I've never been a drinker and I've really, really pushed in, in the store that we have now that it's like a drug and alcohol safe environment for anyone to come and hang out kind of thing. There's so many places you can go in town to drink. I don't really want to mix those two things because they're, they're, so separate to me. I got you. Personally. So, is it, so it's yeah. a moral compunction? Is that it? Or kind of like when, when I grew up, there was nothing to do in the town I grew up in. So I went to video games. Most other people went to drugs and alcohol Ah, and it was a still a huge problem in that town. I, I don't feel like being a part of that. Okay. I, I really like staying separate from it as profitable as it might be. Well, that's fine. No, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to say one way or another. I'm, I'm just, um, no, that even I don't blame like, you. I mean, that's it. You got to sleep at night, right? I, I've got a friend who operates most of the pinball machines in the Vancouver area. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps telling me, he's like, there's no one in Prince George. He's like, just lease some of your machines out to some of the pubs and the bars in town. Like you'll make a killing. 
and I just don't want to. Well, uh, would you subcontract to somebody else if you just got the money and they did all the work? No, it's not not the work part. It's the okay. it's around alcohol part. Again. Okay, no, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just trying to d- yeah. determine if it's if you can put a layer of separation between you and it. Is it still a moral compunction? I guess. I I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I I totally respect that. So um, I'm, there's a lot of things that are more important than money. Yeah, I would love to have like uh like some kind of restaurant set up. Like they might serve alcohol there too, but as long as it's like you know, a family could come there and, and enjoy themselves. Sure. Like a Chuck E. Cheese yeah. kind of thing with beer, maybe, right? Sure. Yeah. Like that wouldn't bother me at all. I, I have nothing against alcohol. I, it's just got so many outlets already in town. I, I feel like offering something different. Sure. And maybe just don't want to, con, you know, be a hard liquor seller or something, right? I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, okay. So again, so you're very involved in this. You got to deal with these tubes and everything. Um, have you taken the time to educate yourself in this or is it an area of interest or you're just like, this is just too much trouble. I don't want to fool with it. No, it's usually just, um, pick up the knowledge we need when we need it. This isn't working. Let's research this thing. Okay. Specifically. Um, I have a friend who's, who's helped me tinker with this stuff over the last few years and he, he definitely digs deeper than I do. So when something comes up at the store, I, I give him a shout. I'm like, hey, do you remember reading about this? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I can pull that up again and he'll, he'll re-research it and, and come in and help out. Um, I actually want to send him down to Vancouver to get like a pinball 101 crash course um, with my buddy down there um, to help out with some of that side of things too. But he, he's definitely, um, I think he might be, he's 26 or 27 years old. Mm-hmm. So if I can get him into that stuff, he might be one of those like really rare guys like 50 years from now that still knows how to work on a CRT when everyone else has died off. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at is do we, I guess, do, you know, are we responsible for preserving this as as a, a gaming group of people that like to play older games? Is that some charge if, that we have? If we want it preserved, I don't think anyone else is going to step up. So I think we'd have to. So... How does that happen? Do you think is it uh, is it approaching people that have a lot of knowledge in the industry and saying, "Hey, will you share some of this and sit down?" Um, is it, "Hey, I'm going to go see if we can," uh, or does it have to happen just very organically? Right? I mean, and I guess that's probably what happens now is maybe there's some forums or there's some you know whatever, right? Hobbyist groups. Yeah, um, probably has to be organic, right? Like people aren't going to put that kind of effort in something they're not passionate about um, as rare as it's going to be to find someone with that passion. I think they're still out there. Right. But I mean, like I see, and I've not done this much homework, but you know, sometimes there's like websites that are so dedicated to like all of this information about this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if there's anything out there like that for I've, that I've seen anywhere for like just CRT repair and like how we're just going to collect every, you know, schematic just, and thing and have it available online as a research place and do you know what I mean? I'm making an assumption here, but just based on that the one guy I mentioned earlier that used to work at the music repair shop. Uh-huh. I've seen his like wall of TVs that he's collected. I'm assuming he has a, like a group he belongs to that does share that kind of information. I don't know how public it is or how big it is, but um they've got to have some kind of network. 
Yeah, I would think there has to be. There's probably websites dedicated to some of this stuff. Um, but I guess that's it. I mean, we're gamers. We're, we're not always necessarily like fixers, you know, like electronics technicians. That's not always in our yeah. wheelhouse. Um, but def- yeah, there's a small portion of us that do, but yeah, it's not expected. No, but I mean, are we going to have to, I mean, like me, like I have no electronics background, but I've had to teach myself how to do basic electronics because the things I like to use require maintenance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Comes with the territory. Like, uh, you know, you have, I guess you don't have to, I mean, you could sell, you could pay someone else to do some of these things, but, um. I feel like most people can handle a lot of these small repair jobs if they want to take the time, right? Yeah, like, especially the older stuff's not that complicated. Um, from my experience, like, we're we're trying to fix a Sega CD right now, and I think we figured it out within an hour. Um, they're not complex machines. No, but yeah. I, I can see a lot of people are just kind of afraid to even tackle them, right? Sure. Um, I used to be terrified to touch anything electronics, but um, I don't know if you can figure out some way to get over that or you just have to do it out of necessity. I think it opens up your eyes pretty quick that it's not as overwhelming as it seems at first. Yeah, and and you just maybe find yourself uh, something that's already broken and you're like, I can't break it any worse than it already is. Right? It's already broken. Exactly. <laughs> or if, if I break this thing, I'm out $4 I spent on it because... Like, People are just throwing away TVs nowadays, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's not a big investment if you want to buy a few to work on before you try and fix your fancy one. And I've thought about that. I'm like, okay, maybe I should, uh, you know, I, I see little ads from time, like, oh, I'm giving away a TV. It's this little small jobby if anybody wants it. I'm like, maybe I should, next time I see somebody getting rid of a little like 14 inch or something, I should grab it just to tear it apart and mess with it. You know what I mean? That is exactly my thoughts when my dad asked me to do that rear projection. It was like a free opportunity to to see if I could do it. And if I didn't, I wasn't out anything other than the time I put into it. Yeah, I think that's it. Because I was like looking at that, like the NES TV, and I'm like, wow, it'd probably be a really good idea to go through and like replace the capacitors in that thing and, you know, clean it up a little bit. LCD mod it. No, no. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Kind of yeah, make sure it is going to last. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you know, the electronics manufacturers didn't expect people to use these things for 30, 40, 50 years. They built them long enough to last past the warranty and a little more, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a Nintendo built into it, not a Super Nintendo. So <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't meant to live past much of the 90s. But, I mean, a lot of times they're like, well, you know, um, what was I – chatting about the other day i don't know somebody but basically you're like you know even things these days that are not that old i mean you know they'll use parts that are just a few pennies cheaper like okay i've got to buy capacitors for this i'll buy the ones that are five cents cheaper or something just because when i make hundreds of thousands of them that adds up yeah it's gonna save me a million dollars over a million units yeah. right but even though that really compromises the light the long the longevity of that product right sure like these cheap cell phone screens that <laughs> when you drop them playing Pokemon go is that it that's exactly it I think they do that on purpose so you'll buy another phone I think yeah i'm I'm not falling for it I'm gonna use this cracked garbage until I can't anymore until it cuts your fingers all up or something 
it's I don't know. I'm afraid it might cut my ear soon. Losing some chunks at the top here. Oh no, <laughs> that's bad. You're gonna have to treat yourself to a new phone and get insurance uh, on it this time. I think. Yeah, be fine. <laughs> but I guess that's it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess the that's you, you think about some of these people that you have to keep these old technologies alive, right? The people that still do blacksmithing or glass blowing. Nobody, yeah, nobody really needs that anymore. But we still want to keep that tech alive. You never know when you're going to need a broadsword. Come on, <laughs> there's a Renaissance fair every year, right? <laughs> but you know, that's it. As people say, like, oh, I'm going to really embrace this old technology and learn it and carry it forward. Um. And that's how I'm kind of looking at some of this because some of the degree it's like some of that's what old gaming is, right? Yeah. Because you try, tell me, you, you try to get your kids to play it, right? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> sometimes maybe they're thrilled, sometimes they're not. The neighbor came over while I was playing Mega Man, uh, just like a little nine year old girl plays with my son on the same street. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I love these kind of games. My dad won't play them because he says they're way too ugly. We're not allowed to have them at our house. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You got to go have a talk with that guy. I have had several with him now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not changing his mind? No, he's too into Destiny. Oh, is he Bill's friend? It's all he plays. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've played a little Destiny. I've dipped my toe in the water. Um Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, to kind of play around with Bill a little bit. You know, I will never be as absorbed into those kind of games as he is or some other people are. You know, it's fun for me to play with him for a little bit, but, you know, it's I'm not going to sink a lot of time into it. Yeah. It's okay. It's not Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> True words were never spoken. Absolutely. Uh I don't know, but I guess that's just what's been rolling around in my mind is, um, you know, what what does it look like? What's the future look like for this, and how does that impact the hobby? And because I see it a lot looks of grim, it looks grim, dark. Because you see products like you know, like Frame Meister and something like mod consoles to work for newer displays, and and I think that's gonna maybe make us lose some enthusiasts we would have got otherwise. There's other options. They don't have to necessarily keep those old technologies going. Uh, unless you want to play like light gun games or something, really you don't, right? Yeah. Very few things rely on having to have a CRT. Rob, light guns, um, Sega 3D glasses. Can't think of many La others. Laser scope. <laughs> the laser scope. The what was the Sega Miniser, right? Oh yeah. Uh, super scope. God, that super scope. That was a terrible idea. Things are so gigantic. Oh, they're amazing. Don't even. Oh man. Something that you could have made like the size of a pencil. Let's just make but it into a bazooka. Exactly. That's a had to be America. Had to be cooler than whatever Sega was doing. Come on. You need a bazooka. Oh man, the minister is basically like like a an Uzi or something. Or something. I mean, I don't know. It's just everything was. It was the nineties. Everything had to be very aggressive. Um, yeah, couldn't just have something small and fun anymore. Yeah, I don't know, but I say I see like like Frame Meister. Like a lot of people are getting like a Frame Meister, and I'll hook that up to my LCD TV so I can still use the old console, but it's on a new display or. Or like we were chatting off air, so it's a good time to maybe bring up the um, AVS from Retro USB, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, like totally cuts out the need for CRTs. Uh, minus, you know, like, again, like light gun games, but how many people yeah. are probably that worried about duck hunt or it's whatever? A, it's a pretty small library. We get a ton of people in the store when they're buying an NES. We have so many Mario duck hunt cards that we pack them in with all of them. And just the look of disappointment when we tell them you can only play Mario on the TV you have at home. Oh. Every time. They're, they're very sad. But they get over it pretty quick. Maybe you need to start getting the TVs and be like, hey, an extra five bucks, I'll give you a TV. You can play Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> so they can take it home, play it for five minutes, and throw it out. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but yeah, like AVS uh, or these consoles now or all these mods, it's going to be very popular, which I totally get. Um, there has to be workarounds just because the technology is just is what it is, you know. Everybody's going to want their NES and 4K HDR. <laughs> let's, let's see the NES Pro come out. <laughs> but I guess that's it. I mean, I don't know if you had any other thoughts about that subject, but it's, been, it's just been something that's been in my head a little bit. No, I'm, like I said, arcade-wise, I'm I'm torn. Operator versus enthusiast are clashing. I'd be curious to hear from our listeners if we want to get some feedback what what you guys think about this. And are you holding on to tubes? Have you decided, man, whatever, you know, I don't need this stuff anymore and it's just time to move on? Or, you know, is it nostalgia? Is it, uh, or is it a better way to play? You know, whatever your opinions are, I'd be curious to hear that. All right. Um, I guess, is there anything else before we wrap up? Yeah, let's talk about your Nintendo game. Oh, well, I, um, I don't know what's there to say. I got a Nintendo game. <laughs> uh, it, it almost like ends your journey. I know. Your, how how long have you been collecting Nintendo games for? Since I got an NES, I guess to some degree, more or less. So, like, what eighty five, eighty six? No, eighty seven. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Uh huh. So, so almost thirty years. Yeah. God, that's so years. sad. That's so and you sad. Finally, are that kid who has all the I games. I am finally that kid, pretty much that has all the games. Yeah. Um, I'm sure some of the people that follow us know already, but I mean, I got Panic Restaurant from my friend Matt. Which, um, thank you, Matt. I don't know if you're listening or not, but I appreciate you helping me out and doing that. He was kind of back and forth a little bit because I think he pretty much had a full set and didn't know. And but he's been playing around with the idea of selling off for a while anyway. So um, he took the plunge and helped me out with that one. So very nice. I see Matt at least that's once a, a year. At um, that's a cool way to Midwest get your last game. game too from a buddy. It is right. It is. Uh, and Matt's a great guy. I see him at least every year at like Midwest Gaming Classic, and and sometimes he comes up. He lives in Missouri. Um, runs a little, some flea market stuff that he does there too. But, uh, yeah, no, we, we worked something out and, uh, he was having a little get together while well, he was at a get together, uh, the Nintendo age camp out, which I'm sure you probably heard about. Yep. And, um, John, my friend from here was going and he was wanting to know if I wanted to go, but it just didn't work out, um, for me time wise. But he picked it up for me when he was there and brought it back. And, you know, that's it. So it's a beaut. It's in great shape. And 
it's kind of weird. It's kind of fun <laughs> in some respects to be done. I mean, it's kind of satisfying every time I look at prices now and I'm like, or when oh, I talk to Rich and he's still got two horrible ones to go. Yeah. <sighs> I hope I can help him out eventually because, yeah, those two are rough. And getting worse quickly, it seems like, right? Ugh. Yeah, like every every few months I'm like, we got to be at the plateau now. It's it's going to stop. And it, it just never does. Isn't Samson somewhere around like a thousand bucks or something now? Yeah. Gee, many Christmas. That seems crazy to me. I When I bought it, it had one less zero on the end. Yeah, I was going to say. Now. I mean, what, how many, what, five, six years ago it was a hundred bucks? Yeah, I, I bought it for hundred bucks, which was not a steal. That was just the regular going rate at the time. And how many years ago was that? Oh, that was my trailer. I think that would have been about eight years ago. Okay. Yeah, that's probably about right. I remember seeing it in a store for hundred bucks, and I kicked myself that I passed it up back then. But it was at the time, I was like, "Whoa, that's way too expensive." Yeah, that was that's not a deal at the time. No, it, it was wasn't. Like seventy dollars was a deal at the time. It was still one of the, it was like the third most expensive NES game, and that's what you had to pay for it if you wanted it. Yeah, but it's just gone so crazy here lately, and I I have to thank Matt a lot because he gave me. He was very nice about it. He, he's, you know, when I asked him about it, and he goes, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to do this." And I said, "Okay, well, what do you want?" You know, and he said, "Well, you know, I don't, I want it to be a fair price. You know, let me know what you think." And I said, "Well, you know, I don't, I want to, I want to pay you. You know, I'm not trying to get this thing cheap or something." And he goes, "Well, I tell you what, it has to be at least this and no more than that," and which was still very, very fair. And I said, "Well, how about it's that?" So. Um, it's nice when people like that, you can, you know, it's good to have friends yeah. in the community. Yeah. I, I had a friend recently, well, I, I, we do favors for each other all the time sure. and he, he does, um, security installs for people around town and he was at someone's house and noticed a like immaculate condition, super Nintendo box. Ooh. And he, he goes, Ooh, and he starts talking to the guy about it. And then he's like, well, look at this. And he pulls another box out and it's just full of boxed games. Oh. Like, and they're like cellophanes just slid across the top. No. Game played once, put back into the baggie and everything. Wow. Like, these things are great. And so he, he buys them all off of Of course. And he, he comes and shows me right after. He's got his trunk just like full of these amazing box systems and games and accessories and stuff. And he's like... He's like, what do you want? Just like, you know, take a few. Like, I feel like I, and I'm like, I'm like, no, you, this is your first big score. And like, as long as I've known you, like charge me for these things. Yeah. Um, so I paid him what he paid the guy to grab like seven or eight games off him. And then he still had like, oh, 40 games wow. to, of his own. And he sold the two consoles for like, 500 bucks um, total, I think, wow. right away. And so he was up like 500 off the bat, got to keep a whole bunch of games, got a condition upgrade, a whole bunch of games, got some really cool trade items. I got some really amazing condition upgrades too. And oh, it was awesome. That's fantastic when those things happen. And that, yeah, I really, yeah, everything pays to know people. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I'm, I might go for a full, complete in box Konami set now. Really? Because I got. Castlevania 3 and Super C off of that lot. And this, so the last big one I need is that Turtles 3. 
Um, and I think I've got pretty much the rest of the silver box set now. Okay. All right. You need to get, uh, you're going to be like Bill and you have to import some of these silver boxes we didn't get. I already have pro projectors. Um, I need some silent service though. Oh, sure. there you go. And there's a row. No, I don't think that was a silver box. Metal gear. That's it. Oh yeah. And turtles two had a silver box over there too. Oh, so there you go. Now you've got the bug. Is that it? Ugh, kind of. <laughs> I've, I've been into Super Nintendo boxes so hard for the last year that it's, it's kind of moving over into NES boxes too. That's uh, yeah. You said uh, one of those boxes I got recently. You need so remind me about this uh, N64 yeah. box or something. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're still there. I, I got a really rare box the other day. Actually, I came into the store. Uh, complete in box chiller. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Super pumped on Which that. Which version cool was box. it? Uh, gray version. Okay. Okay. Or the yeah, not the share data version. No. no. Uh, wow. That's and just walked in the door, huh? Yeah, like nice little old lady came in with uh, a whole bunch of box stuff. Um, we ended up. She ended up walking out with like a thousand bucks. She, she had some good stuff. Yeah, I bet she probably didn't have any clue that she was going to walk out with that much money, did she? No, she had a little bit of an idea because um, one of my friends actually did some deals with her on Kijiji. And he, super good guy, but holy cow, does he get too aggressive when it comes to retro games. Oh. <laughs> he, he rubs people the wrong way trying to get the best deal he can. Ouch, yeah. Um, so he burnt that bridge, um, but she knew what she had because of him. Um, and yeah, so she brought it in knowing she had some really decent stuff in there and, and seemed happy with the price we gave her. Yeah. I just ran into something like, you know, the guy that I always buy stuff off of. Oh yeah. You get all the consoles from him. Yeah. He was telling yep. me about, he almost sold me and I said, why on earth did you talk to me? But he let a snow brothers go for a hundred bucks. Whew. That's a really good deal. That's like less than half price. Yeah, I know. And I said, why did you not call me? And he goes, well, this guy's really bugging me about it. And I'm like, and you don't like money? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't need it. I would have sold it. But I mean, I would have given you more than 100 bucks for it. Yeah. Because I could sell it, you know, and make some cash. Um, yeah, anyway. Some deals you get, some deals you don't. Well, like that. Uh, broadband adapter on the GameCube, right? He's Ugh. he sold that. And that was one of the lots he sold me. He's like, you know, there's some. I think I probably paid a couple dollars for that GameCube. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I just uh, and I didn't even notice when I was there until I turned it over and looked on the bottom. I'm like, oh, <laughs> look at that. That's kind of nice. I might even good. So if, you know, if I if I get rid of it, you got first dibs on it. So thank you, thank you. Now you're welcome. I only need 15 more of them to have the ultimate Mario Kart <laughs> set up there. Is that how many? Can you network 16 of those things? Apparently. And then when you're doing double dash, because you know how you can have each person in their own car? Yeah, yeah. They can have their own screens, too. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that's ever even actually been pulled off. Um, I've seen one picture of a setup. Really? Uh, it was like early 2000s, but yeah. That's crazy, because how much do those retail for? They weren't cheap, right? Weren't they like 50 bucks or something? 50, 60 bucks, I think. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine you bought 16 of those puppies? Yeah. If everyone bought their own. we That's what we did when we all wanted to play like Four Swords. We'd all buy a GBA and a, we all spent like 200 bucks to play <laughs> to get the connector. Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> so between all of us, we spent like eight or 900 bucks to play Zelda, but it was only 200 a person. 
<laughs> That's true. Now, um, I've seen a couple of the broadband ones. I've never seen the modem. Have you? Not in person, no. No, I've never seen. I mean, I know they made them, but I've never seen the modem. So, I'm sure somewhere somebody's got one. But I remember seeing the broadband adapter before at GameStop when they were clearancing some GameCube stuff out, uh, used. But uh, I don't think I've ever seen the modem. Anyway, we're going in some weird places. Um, <laughs> that's fun. Hey, it's a collecting show. That's what you're going to get. Yeah, so congratulations, though, man. That's the Thanks. big, long journey. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever take the last step. But uh, it kind of feels like you have. I think my as far as I want to go with it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if one falls into your lap, you'll take it. Yeah, but, um, I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to go for that. And yeah, it's kind of like still plug away at imports and homebrews and unlicensed. And there'll be other stuff. Yeah, but that's a here lately. I'm like, wow, I don't really have much of anything to look for. So yeah, I mean, just kind of like, oh, I'll just look around a little bit, but. Yeah, I got that Sunday Fun Day from um, oh yeah, that came member in? there. Yeah, yeah. So Chris, Chris um, sent you that, huh? He did, and I haven't added a new unlicensed game in a while either, or just an NES game I didn't have. Um, so now it, wait a minute, you did get a pretty cool one recently. What did I get recently? Your samurai cart. Oh yeah, that I kind of consider an oddity. It's, it's not on my list, you know. <laughs> it doesn't have the right flag. Is that? Yeah, the, it doesn't have the right flag. Yeah, I got the Indian version of Rod Racer. That's pretty cool, though, right? I've not, I've not seen one of those samurai cars before. No, I haven't seen one in person either. It was pretty unique. And and same thing. It was one of those unfortunate things where I wasn't there when the trade-in happened, and my staff just thought it was a like Chinese pirate, and the person didn't get much, and we didn't know who they were. Um, but I, I snuck it home. Now, is there? Have you bothered to try to look? Is there even any sales information about that you could find, like what it's worth or anything, or no? I haven't looked. No, I, I just a curiosity. Don't plan to right? sell it, yeah. So I didn't. Uh, yeah, unless I'm buying something, I usually don't look up the values. Yeah, no, I, I get that completely. I was just kind of curious if you were had had any idea because you said you know you didn't give much for it. So yeah, yeah I was kind of curious. The I don't know some hey, every game's blowing my mind lately i've been looking for that hero tanma for turbo graphics yeah. for a little while now uh-huh. and somebody i was talking to on tendo age about it yep and i made him he's got one he's like he's like i don't plan on selling it but if the offer is significant i could let it go <laughs> right my offer wasn't significant enough for him uh. um because and then he pointed out he's like turbo graphics like weird things are happening right now he's like bonk three complete in box just sold for like twelve hundred dollars us <laughs> what I was like, what are you talking about and because i assumed it was still like a two to three hundred dollar game yeah sure enough i look it up yeah it's paid and feedback's left and everything and wow it's just weird that's crazy everything's going insane lately yeah i think i'm just gonna get a turbo everdrive and <laughs> play some play on a flash cart i yeah i gotta give it to you Maybe you need to wrap it up faster than you think you need to wrap I, it up. Huh? Yeah, I have one more lead on a Tonma, and it's really frustrating because he responds to me, and I'm like, "Sweet, just send me a picture. I'll send you an offer." That's been going on since May. Oh wow! 
And he he still responds to me. He just will not send me the damn picture. Uh, Are you ever think like, man, I'll just forget it. I'll just eBay it. They don't show up on eBay is the problem. Not often. No. no. Have you seen like any way you've been looking? Once a there? year. Yeah. No. Um, there's tons of Japanese ones. There's never sure. North American ones. Yeah. I would imagine. And you need that one uh, and what other one? Um, I need that one. I need five more. Oh, okay. I thought you were down to yeah. a couple. Okay. So what's no, the others? I, so our listeners, um, our listeners, if you know where these are at, let us know. So what's the others? Yeah. Legend of Hero Tanma. Okay. That's the big one. Uh, Celine Darkwing Duck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Summer Assault. The Atlas game. Okay. I don't know that um, one at all. Boxy Boy. Boxy Boy. All right. Boxy Boy. And here's here's the weird one that I should have had long ago, but I still for somehow have not found, is Space Harrier. Really? Yeah. Well, I've got the PC Engine version of that, so it does, it's not good. It's snuck in there, but it's, I shouldn't have it by now at this point. Yeah, but It's not a good port. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll have some good tunes though, right? It's not a good port. Ugh. All right, all right. Play the Genesis version if you want to play Space Harrier. Expectations low. Yeah, I know. I got it. Like, when I first got my PC Engine, I just didn't have anything to even test it with. So that was the first game I bought because it was, like, nothing shipped from Japan just to get the card. Yeah. You knew. It's <laughs> kind of disappointing. But, you know, hey, it's Space Harrier. It kind of reminds yeah. me of, like, the Master System version. So if you've played that, you kind of know what to expect. I have, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, listeners, if you hear that stuff, obviously nobody, because Krabby doesn't exist on any social media, but you can send a tweet or, or hit us up <laughs> on Facebook. I will make sure he somehow finds that stuff out. Um, let's get you across the finish line and see if that can happen. But yeah. are, what after that? Are you done? Is that the deal? Uh, yeah, that'd be North American TurboGrafx uh, Hue Card Library. But, I mean, are you like, oh, i got to do CD now, or... Yeah, I'm already halfway there. Might as well keep going. Okay. There's a couple crazy ones on there, too, of course, but... Of course. Yeah. yeah. I got one of the big ones out of the way, but there's still, like, three other bigger ones. Yeah, I would imagine there's... I don't... I haven't really looked at that library very much, but I would imagine there's probably some crazy stuff in there. For the most part, not terrible. Um, but then there's, like, Super Air Zonks a lot, uh, Terraformings a lot... Um, there's that weird, it's like California campout or something like that. Um, that's a ton and then it never shows up that one. Well, now were those are the ones that were kind of released when, um, that one company kind of bought up the, the rights to everything. Um, I'm not sure. I th- think maybe with that camp California game. Yeah. Um, I think there's some weird around that release cause it's just never around for sale. Yeah, because there was this company that just basically took over TurboGrafx sales in the U.S. after NEC was like, we're out. Yeah. I don't remember what the name, it was Turbo or something or something like that. I remember, I remember the ads, right, uh, that were on a lot because they had a lot of uh, Zonk ads that was <laughs> yeah. on there. Anyway. I'd like to get Super Air Zonk, that one. I think it would be fun as well as expensive. And that's just basically a, a souped up version of Air Zonk, right? Yeah, there's a few ports like that. Like, there's a Bonk 3 for both um, CD and Hue card. Yeah, I'll just burn the CDs and play them, but I'll let you go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I've, after completing an NES library, hmm, I've kind of gone back to mm. those, like, I just want to play this. And so there's a couple of these yeah. games lately that I've picked up, is I just want to play this. And... So you're going to dig a little deeper into Famicom, too? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I still, once I get the, I'm going to take a, just a resting period, I think, for a little bit. But yeah, that's very fair. Um, I think, yeah, I would like to do some Famicom lots again and just kind of dig through some of that. I can't see, I mean, I've been trying to pick up like Super Nintendo games I really want to play when they're decently priced. They are never decently priced. Yeah, be surprised. I mean, Ugh, I, I just missed. I was trying to get Ninja Warriors recently, mm-hmm. uh, like a local Facebook auction site. Yeah, really, really nice looking copy. It's a fun. I thought game. I put in. I put in a bid like more than eBay. Uh-huh. Um, saying like it's local. I won't have to pay for shipping. I know the guy. I know it's legit. And then someone just totally outbid me like last second. Like, uh, so, so hard. Like it wasn't even like, I'll throw another $5 ahead of him. He was just like, I'm going to jump you by like 50 bucks. Well, he just wanted Ugh. it. He just wanted it. Yeah. That was so it. he got it. So now I'm, I'm salty about that. Oh uh, yeah. Well, do you know the guy that won it? Um, no, he, he lives in a, the province uh, over. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I got that, um, Street Fighter Alpha 2 basically for like, two dollars so yeah you know nice. you can find deals sometimes totally got playing that though i was playing it just remembered why i did not want to play that again <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the loading oh my god so bad it's so bad especially after playing the saturn like port of uh i've been playing zero three on saturn oh yeah oh my god so good oh saturn prices too uh it's burned copy but it's an import. I mean, it's not a U.S. game, so I don't feel bad. But, uh, yeah, Saturn, Saturn prices, that's the thing that's gotten me. And I've got some of these games. I've been like, man, maybe I need to sell. But then I think, wait, I'll just wait. And <laughs> the prices are going to get crazier. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, what was it that uh, earlier today? Was well, McMiddle Froze like, oh, Shining Wisdom is the shop. It's like 150 bucks. I'm like, that's to 100. I've got that. That's 150 bucks now? Yeah. It's everything. Paid Every, like thirty dollars for that. Everything on the Saturn that is decent to play or good, it's worth a ton of money. There's like no cheap good games on there. Yeah, I don't, you, man. You, you want something fun? You gotta just shut the money. I'm glad I've got most of the games I actually want to play. Yeah, on that system. I, I don't intend to go for a complete set there, but I've got pretty much all the stuff I, I'd ever want to play on it, which I'm I'm thankful for. Yeah, too many Christmas. I mean. I, I, gotta complete, I think I might try and complete Dreamcast Virtual Boy Turbo Graphics. Dreamcast wouldn't be too bad. There's not that many heavy hitters. I know, and I'm mostly done. I'm only missing like two games that are somewhat big, and they're they're like less than $100 big. Yeah, because you already have like Canon Spike, right? Yeah, I've got 80% of the library already. Yeah, I would imagine. Because, I mean, is there anything higher than Canon Spike? Um... Gigawing 2 is one that I'm missing that um, uh, yeah, I could see is that. Getting, getting way up there. Oh, never mind. It's well over $100 now. I, I just looked it up. It's closer to 200 bucks. I didn't didn't see that coming. And what's Canon Spike going for now? 100 150 Canon Spike. This is the point where people are like, wow, you probably should stop recording. You're just BSing you, now. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, it's right around there. 150 Yep. Okay, yeah, that's probably what I figured, because last time I paid attention, it was around 100 I wouldn't buy it, but uh, it's just kind of an odd game. Yeah. But I will tell you what, <clears throat> playing some of these, uh, I don't mind burning a couple games, that, especially some of these imports that we didn't get here, and playing them. 
some great stuff on Saturn, man. <laughs> awesome stuff. I actually have a whole bunch of imports I haven't really got to dig into yet. I've got a Japanese system and like a stack of like 30 games all Japanese too. Really? Well, if you get it, I don't know if you have it or you get a chance to play it, but um, uh, Street Fighter Alpha Zero, Street, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I don't think that's the was last version of that. It is fantastic. You have to have a RAM cart, but I mean, arcade port, perfect. Nice. So. Nice. Well, thanks, everybody, very much for taking the time to listen. Um, Before we go into the spiel, I want to say thanks to James Fox. He took the time to give us a little donation. So uh, thank you very much, James. We appreciate that. Um, If you would like to donate to the show, I mean, even a couple bucks like James here that's sent over. I mean, we appreciate all that. Helps pay some of the bills. Um, You can do that. Just hop over to CollectorCast.com. There's a PayPal donate button on there. want to throw a few... Uh, rupees our way. You know, that's always nice. We appreciate that. Um, and uh, where can people find us, Crabbo? RF Generation. Yeah, oh, RF Generation. Always around there. there. Yeah, come catalog your uh, collection. Join us on the forums if you're not already over there. Come say hi. Um, where else? YouTube. YouTube. I do keep putting all this stuff on YouTube. Uh, we have some loyal people that check it out on there so we appreciate that um a couple other places stitcher yeah we are still on stitcher <laughs> we don't get a lot of listeners on stitcher but we're there we are there um, we um, po- are podomatics the the main uh download source though right yes yeah, podomatic where collectorcast.com will take you to our podomatic page you can get to that um we might be moving around at some point in time if we can get that stuff worked out. But for right now, you know, for the foreseeable future, you can definitely find us there. Uh, even if we do move around a little bit, I'll make sure CollectorCast.com points you in the right direction. So you can always just keep an eye on that. And um, I put us on the Google Play store. So if you use Google Play, you can find the show on that. If you're an Android user, I guess would probably be the people for that one. Um, if you're still on Zoom. <laughs> We're still on that store? <laughs> Bill told me his uh, father-in-law still gets us through his Windows phone. So, you Impressive. know. I don't know. However that works. That's awesome. Uh, I, did, I did not see that one outlasting the podcast pickle. I Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, just feel free to uh, do us a favor. Give us a, a hey. If you want to get us on the iTunes store and give us a, a thumbs up or a little review, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, always want to say thanks very much to our sponsor, Chris at OTCVideoGames.com. Um, I should tell you guys, you know, follow us on social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Chris was really nice. He offered a special discount deal to our listeners uh, recently. Even did like a free shipping to Canada deal over a certain amount. Which, which never happens from does, anywhere. Yeah. That no. is unheard of. Never happens. And I think it was only like a hundred bucks or something. Like if you bought over a yeah. hundred bucks, it was free shipping to Canada. And I don't know. 
I've I bought from him a couple of times. It's always over hundred bucks because I'm like, oh, I need one of those. Need one of those. Need one of those. <laughs> yeah, good store, good stuff. Card, card so, fills up pretty quick. Yeah, otcvideogames.com. If you're coming to Retro World Expo, Chris is going to be there. Um, so make sure you say hi. You'll see us. We'll we'll make sure you go over there and say hello. But uh, he treats us really well. We really appreciate having him on board with that. Um, and. I guess it'll be the last last time we do a show before Retro World, so hopefully I'll see some of you there, and uh, we'll do a little catching up when we come back. <laughs> 